Welcome to Sport Codex Show, episode 128. We are back talking NBA. What a crazy, crazy day to finish the regular season. Just, <laughs> just dudes out of nowhere dropping fucking massive games. Um, bit a bit of bit of scrapping going on as well. So plenty to talk about. We've got Aiden and Twain on. Twain, how are you, man? Oh, good, bro. Good. Um, just recovering from Easter weekend, but glad to be back on with you both. Yeah, that's the one. Aiden, how's things? Yeah, not too bad. Yeah, busy Easter weekend as well. So, yeah, uh, good to good to get down and uh, catch some some NBA dramas. <laughs> it was a few dramas, right? <laughs> yeah. So let's we're gonna just go over what's happened in this last day, and then we're gonna go and pick all of our awards as we do each season. So we'll go through all the the main awards, and we'll go for all NBA and rookie teams as well. So we'll make our picks on those. But yeah, first up, man, what a crazy day! Scraps, fucking one outs on, fucking one outs. <laughs> Not as he had a son either. It's, it is, man. Well, let's start with that one. Let's start with the Go Bear thing in uh, Minnesota with uh, slow mo. Him sort of having a go Go Bear there to. What are you up to? And then Gobert just couldn't handle and decided to take a swing. Like, it's, I saw KG kind of like commented on it. He's like, yeah, it's playoff time. Let's go T Wolves. And I don't know if that old school mentality of guys sort of punching each other works these days. <laughs> like, in KG's day, it might have worked. Like, MJ, you know, cracking Kerr. And, but we've seen with the Warriors and Draymond. Um, how how rough the Warriors season's been, even though they end up six to play the Kings in the in the playoffs. But uh, yeah, what do you guys make of it? A bit of turmoil, or is it sort of good that they're on edge a bit and ready to go for the play-in game? Uh, the, the, I don't know. Like it seems a bit fucking weird, eh? Like it doesn't it doesn't seem like something that you should be doing as you head into the play-in game or into the playoffs, like. If it was game like fifty-seven or you know thirty-eight of a long regular season, like yeah, okay, but like it, it, this is game eighty-two, you're still fighting for playoff positioning. Um, just you know, you're one of your highest-paid players. Your supposed star center is acting like this, and then just like yeah, it's, it's such a weird. It was such a weird, weird thing for it to happen. Plus, and then you know, you find out later on that Jalen McDaniels punches the wall and breaks his hand. And so he's out of the, you know, for the playoffs as well. So it's like, whatever, whatever happened today, like everyone seemed like on the Timbles that they're in a shit mood for whatever reason. Yeah. And like losing McDaniels to that um, punch in the wall. A la LeBron. Yeah. It's like, what's like, like, why is he punching the wall? What's going on? Like, it's just such a weird, it was such a weird, weird dynamic. Yeah, yeah, I don't know, man. It's I know the Gobier thing has been a real, a real test for the whole team, really, and and front office too. Coaching, it's it hasn't really worked. It mm. ha- it, it, you saw some of it working when Cat wasn't there, but then Cat coming back into the picture too. It's it throws a bit of a spanner in it. So yeah, I don't know. I'm I really don't know. I, the, the makeup of this team is strange, to say the least. But we said in the beginning of this year, right, like we've all, you know, pretty much everyone 
that we respect and know and that we follow in hoops was like this is a weird makeup this is a weird makeup like we all pretty much thought that and you know the shit today just you know exasperates it even further like it's it's been a weird season for them um like even the dynamics of like early i'm sure if you guys remember like anthony edwards like just not even passing to go beer mm-hmm. like when he had the ball like i'm sh- sure you guys remember it was like game yeah like it was early in the season like there was heaps of opportunities for him to pass and he just wouldn't do it for whatever reason um yeah it's just very very weird season in minnesota like kind of shocked that they make the playoffs to be honest yeah i think go bear his personality leads to that because you you remember him in utah too like numerous times he's like just crying out for the ball Mm. and just no one giving it to him Mm. so they did that again in minnesota so he seems to be a guy that just rubs people the wrong way it's giving me dwight howard vibes from you know when dwight howard's primate it's giving me that kind of energy like just people just don't seem to be very much a fan of him his teammates don't seem to like him very much everywhere he goes he seems to be a problem um and yeah just it seems like he's very very disliked when wherever he is yeah what do you reckon yeah um i yeah i think that's the case because if you watch the video normally when you get it like a teammate sort of scuffle you know players will come in and you know like hold them off and like if it's just a like a tension thing but if you if you watch it you watch tori and prince after gobert throws the punch tori and prince shoves him and goes after gobert yeah like it's, like, his it, fault, it's not like yeah yeah it's yeah. not like a it's not like a hey well chill he shoves him and goes at him so there's mm. you know it, it's pretty clear that sort of gobert was uh he's either done something wrong or he's just not liked um but so Woj reported that this all started. Um, Kyle Anderson said, hey, why don't you block some shots? And Gobert replied with, hey, why don't you get some rebounds? And then Kyle Anderson just said, hey, shut the fuck up, bitch. And that's when Gobert hit him. <laughs> like, that's pretty tame. Yes. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a punch someone tame. over that. It's just yeah. Like, yeah. He's got to yeah, rub so people that... the wrong way. Like, Kyle Anderson is a respected teammate and a guy yeah. sort of known for telling and how it is, but in a helpful way. And to be yep. him to be so I've like I've never really seen him that fucked off before in a game. No, oh, no, a, no. And and there's yeah. a bit of a track record with Go Bear, so you, mm. you know what way I'm leaning on this. So mm, yeah, same. And um yeah, so Jaden McDaniels apparently punched all in frustration for And they what, won. Had, what they won happened. the fucking yeah, game. Yeah. That's the most surprising thing, eh? That they <laughs> after all that they won the game. Yeah. Yeah, so they end up playing the Lakers and they're playing. So if they, if they win that game, they go through against the Grizzlies, which would be, I, I really like, just on the side note, I really like the playoff matchups that have sort of formed, come out now. So mm. that have formed, yeah. Um, yeah, so sorry, I sort of cut you off on the Jaden McDaniels thing. Is there, what did he have a reason why he was so, or just, was it just? Oh, like, I, I think it was or? frustration from, from all this shit. So yeah, like it, it sounds like there might be a fucking authority issue in Minnesota because uh, reports came out earlier this year of D'Angelo Russell like openly mocking Gobert to his face and shit, and that's why he got traded because Gobert wasn't happy. But maybe, maybe D'Angelo Russell was the good guy. Oh, <laughs> if he's the good guy, <laughs> fucking hell. Yeah. Um, and and you know, and now now this kind of thing, like 
Yeah, I don't know. Maybe Chris Finch has uh, lost the locker room, maybe. Mm. Or is it just a mix of just weird personalities? Yeah, because Cat's a yeah, weird it, personality too. Cat eh? is a, a weird dude. He's yeah. a weird dude, man. But, like, I remember those days with Jimmy Butler and that. Yeah, but it's still on the coach to get them to coexist. I mean, you know, the, the 98 Bulls were like they had Dennis Rodman, like mm. fucking ditching ditching finals to go and in the NWO you know, appear on yeah go hang out with Hulk Hogan I think and, the difference with that though is like Rodman had a tra- he was a champion already like coming from the Pistons like he you know like he had the respect because he's been there done that like none of these yeah. dudes on Minnesota but like, that's even like yeah it took Pat Bev for them to get their shit together mm. Like, because he was the only one that could sort of sort them all out. There's policing them. Sort yeah, of thing. where's the leader on them? You got to have yeah. a player. Yeah. Can't just be not, on the coach. Well, I think that's why they sort of brought in Mike Conley, mm. but he he seems more the the quiet leader, not the Pat Bev crackhead type leader. Yeah. Not he the yeah yeah guy. Yeah. 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 You need that. Look at Pat Bev. What he's done with the Bulls, man. He's fucking gone in there. They went on mm. a big winning streak. Like. But, and saying all that, though, like, going back to Finch, like, done pretty well the last two years, you know, made the playoffs with, like, some weird fucking personalities in the team. So, obviously, he's doing something right, but I see where you're coming from, Andy. Wow. Like, he's, it's your he's got, he's got talent, Cat and yeah. Anthony yeah. Edwards, you know. Like, yeah, that's not, yeah, yeah, true. Um, but then at the same time, you know, you like you said, you know, it's your job as the leader. You're the coach. You're the mm-hmm. leader of the organization to make sure that you police that shit and you know, make sure that guys understand that, you know, you can't be just fucking acting acting up on the sideline like that all the time. And, and it, it was just weird today when that was happening. He didn't seem too bothered by it, too. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, it's like, it's crazy. It was just like, he was just like, eh, just another day. <laughs> you know, so yeah. whatever's happening in front of the camera, God knows what's happening in the, you know, in yeah, the locker room. And shit. And shit. Yeah, yeah. Well, you think of the pressure that they put on themselves from that trade. Mm. You know, he's like how well Walker Kessler went in Utah. Like people go, we wouldn't even done it just for Walker Kessler. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> and all the perks and oh man, just like Vanderbilt now, like just fucking, you know, he's fitting really well with the Lakers and oh man, what a shit show. Like, is it just cut all your losses, like trade Cat and Go Bear, like just build around Ant Man and. and- yeah, it seems. It seems like thinking this, about it. It seemed like this year that it became very clear that that team is ants now. Like, I know, you know, the, like last year it was sort of umming and ahhing if it was his or cats, but from what I saw this year from them, it's like it's Edwards's team. Like he's the one that's mm-hmm. driving the bus. He's the one that's been playing the most consistent ball out of all of them. Um, yeah, I would, you know, either trade both of them or try and trade one and keep the other one around you maybe can get some other pieces back that fit better around those two yeah, i'd seriously be looking at trading both of them to mm. be honest cat mm. both those dudes need the right teams teammates around and mm-hmm. i just don't like either of their personalities like mm. like cat like they're both like got exceptional basketball skills but man, it's a team sport too like yeah i don't know i don't know I just don't like the makeup of the team. I, yeah. I just don't like it. It's very weird. You're right. You guys are right. It's very weird. Built um, not how you would build a, you know, a modern NBA um, team these days. 
Uh, seems like it was built in 1990, 2001 type era with the two twin tower thing. Um, but yeah, like you have to make a decision that, especially if it goes belly up in this play-in game and they get fucking hammered or whatever. <laughs> Could happen. No Pat Bev mm. there, so. <laughs> and this wasn't even the only fight between teammates, so. Mm. Implants. Boy, you had an implants. Yeah. <laughs> I'm taking those shit from Bones Highland. So Bones was quickly traded out at the deadline. For basically nothing. Basically nothing. Now, also a guy highly talented as a scorer, but obviously had issues with the Nuggets. Like, he's a dude that could have could still help the Nuggets, and they were quick to trade him to the clubs. Um, mm. Is there some personality issue there too? He seems like a cool dude. Like, I've seen him talk in a couple of interviews, but he seems quite too relaxed and, uh, and about him maybe, about himself. And, and for a rookie, like, you've got to be put in your place, I think, there, and Plum, M Plums just didn't. He's been around the block here. Yeah. Mm. He's been Wasn't on... there something in before the deadline or after the deadline how he didn't integrate himself well with Jamal Murray or something? I yeah. could be wrong. Or yeah. something, it was something like that. I, I could be, you know, mucking it up, but I just remember reading something that he wasn't a big fan of, you know, being the backup to Murray for whatever reason. Yeah. So yeah. it started, Jamal Murray tweeted, because uh, Bones complained about lack of shots or something, and Murray tweeted, uh, you must not complain about what you didn't get from the work you didn't put in. Mm. Um, yeah. It, I think it all started from there. Escalated and stuff. Yeah. And mm. uh, yeah, and then he got shipped out and, yeah, like, no. you're on a championship contender here. Like, yeah. you have to make your way up, especially in Malone's system. Like, you got to you – know, I can't really say that with DeAndre Jordan getting so many minutes, but, hmm. um, <laughs> like, you have to earn that. As a rookie, you just can't come in like it's college and you're the main dude who can yeah. do the bulk of the scoring. That team just does not work like that. You know, you've got the – They've got fucking Jokic on their team. Like, mm. Everything revolves, mm. should revolve around Jokic. And they've got Murray and AG, and that, that lineup worked really well. And Bones, he was a point of, he's, he was different. Um, but yeah, you can't go complaining about shots being on that team. Especially Murray, if you're the backup point guard, eh? Yeah, Murray's mm. sort of putting him in his place there. And I think. And I think going back to what KG said about the Timberwolves, like, you know, it's good that, uh, you know, they're. On edge that, that you know they're really they're firing. Maybe oh. the impulse in going at Bones was a good thing for the Clippers because sometimes they just they need a. It seems like they need a bit of fucking spark, you know. With like their two main dudes PG and Kawhi being so sort of lax, mm. um, well not being around as well. So yeah, injured all the time. <laughs> yeah, like that does mean something when you know your two leaders are just not there like all the time. So. You need some people with, you know, that kind of mentality, like you say, with implums, you know, that veteran, been around the block sort of thing, just to, you know, steer the ship until those two guys show their face, basically. Yeah, and like putting bones in his place. I'm guessing that's what happened. I'm, I'm guessing. Um, oh, did you, did you not know what happened with this one? So it was, no. the, end of the, it was the end of the quarter. Uh, so there's like eight seconds left. Plumley grabs a rebound. Starts dribbling up the court as he does. Like, it's yep. eight seconds. You don't fuck around. Bones yep. is like screaming for the ball. Doesn't get it. Uh, Plumley 
chucks an oop to Russ. It's a bit long, so Russ manages to chuck it back into Plumley, who's cutting into the paint, gets an open dunk, and then yeah, Bones went at Plumley about it. Yeah, about so... a made basket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About an open dunk. See, that's just at, at the end of the quarter. Yeah. Mm. Something whether, positive too. Whether something happened before that, I don't know, but it was right after that play that Bones went at Plum. Lost his shit. Yeah. Yeah. That's selfishness to me. Yeah. That's something that's something you can just easily go at the end of the game or whenever and practice the next day. Yeah. Hey man, I was like if yeah. I had a I mismatch open, there, yeah. I was open. Yeah. Um, you know. Yeah. And and you're but, the uh, yeah, you're it, the rookie, man. Like M Plums does he does sometimes like to handle the ball a bit too long, but he can do it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and he's totally. a good passer yeah. too. Yeah. And and the play worked out. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. They, got, they got they got two points. We've got the positive yeah, we got a positive play out of it. Exactly. So I sort of like Plum M Plums going in there. So yeah, might be a bit of a sign for bones, man. Yeah. It's not all about you, bro. I mean, he might end up the the Steve Francis. End up, people don't want to deal with his attitude. He's not as talented as Steve Francis was either. Yeah, mm. well, I hope not. Francis yeah, I, I hope not out. too. But, you know, like, he was he was, he was a six time All Star, eh? Yeah, Francis well, was like, like he, he was like something he was like real that. good, and then he yeah. just like literally just he flamed out. Yeah. yeah, I'd say yeah. I did he? Yeah, I don't even think he was three times. Three times just gone. Oh, three times. Fuck, get six from Jesus. Was, didn't he just like basically just go like just gone all of a sudden rather than he, fading away? He sort of just flamed he, out. Nah, he well yeah he played he played ten years, but his final season was he returned to Houston. He only played ten games and then he retired. Mm. And that was it. Yeah, he had an injured After knee. After little Knicks run, eh? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he yeah Houston he got traded to Orlando and the uh, the. T-Mac the, trade, yeah. The T-Mac mm. trade, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. And sure. then, um, yeah, went to New York and it just was not the same. Mm. Bad place bad place to go at that time, too, because that was the Isaiah next day. Like, yeah. that was... Eddie bad. Curry. Eddie Curry, <laughs> Zach Randolph was there. Um, you know, fucking Jerome James, those type of people were around. Yeah, not a good time in the no. basketball. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, let's talk about some good things that happened. Some... I want to start with UD, Udonis Haslam. Last game, 42 years old. Drops, what does he drop? 24. That's three threes. You know, just... It was... I think that was half the threes he had made in his entire career, I believe. Or maybe not quite, but... Hang on, I'll get the number. Yeah, his go-to was that baseline jumper or that, you know. I can't... Corner threes, I sort of remember maybe taking a third. Oh, a third. He made nine threes in his career. <laughs> three, <laughs> three of them were in this game. Wait until he was 42 years old. Now that's, hand, that's a very handy way to go out, eh? Like, you couldn't ask for a better way to finish your last regular season game, right? Yeah. Yeah, Kobe's the one I think of, if you've got to think of last, last game. But mm. uh, for a dude that hardly plays, yeah. Like, that's a pretty cool way to go out. Longest serving player in the NBA, now finally retired. Mm-hmm. 879 games. Um, who, who does that make the longest serving player? He only plays 
He only played 25 games in the last four seasons. <laughs> and still got, got checks every week. Fuck, what a... Yeah. That's, yeah. Keep getting your checks, man. He was there to sort out Jimmy Butler when he had a go at Spolstra. Hmm? He was there. He, he plays that role. So. He played six. He played 65 games in the last seven seasons. <laughs> Less than 10, 10 a year, yeah. Well, still yeah. nearly 879. Still a good run for such a... It is. It is. Oh, and I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not thinging him or anything. You know, like, collect those checks, man. Good. Yeah, basically, at age 28, he had started all of his games prior, and then he just... Yeah. That, yeah. that was it. Done. Oh, two, tw- oh, yeah, so... 2012, 13, he started yeah, 15, yeah. Aged, mm. yeah, age 29, he, he came off the bench, and then he was injured, and yeah, and then he, yeah, he started about half of them in that uh, 2012, 13 season. Yep, the LeBron team, so. That was the, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just, yeah, easily the longest serving player on, uh, on one team. I think it must be, go to Steph Curry now would be the longest. Yeah, it must be Steph. There's not many guys that I'm just thinking now, like you got Iggy, if he's still around. Iggy. You're talking about for one team? One team. Yeah. yeah but even guys that have been around be now. Got to be Steph, eh? Like Steph would be one. Yeah, guys don't even last like three seasons these days. Yeah, you'd be lucky to get, yeah, three if you're lucky. Yeah, the three Golden State guys, Clay and then Draymond, and they were 2012. Dame. Giannis. After that, 13. So, yeah, it'd be Steph. I mean, mm. even guys that come into the league before Steph, I mean, Durant and Westbrook, they changed multiple teams. Um, Blake was the same year as Steph. Yeah, Kevin Love. I mean, you, there's not, I'm going to guess there's maybe tw- 15 guys maybe before, drafted before Steph, mm. that might be left. Mm. So, yeah. getting on. Um, just having a look over on the wiki page, and I put in that you know longest serving tenure for one team, and they've got mm-hmm. their future candidates and Marcus Smart, Nikola Jokic, Carl Anthony Towns, and Devin Booker, and Miles Turner, are the next you know sort of group of guys that are hitting that all time list. And it's like fuck, if those are then the future candidates, we must be getting old, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <it's> like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember when those guys came. They were drafted in, you know, sort of thing. Yeah. It's, it's a quick turnaround these days in the Indian mm. area. But so, with the, they're going to be able to have contracts for a little bit longer now in the new, mm-hmm. the new year. So after Steph with active players, the next three is Bradley Beal, Damian Lillard, and yep. Draymond Green. There we go. Was Draymond and Clay in the same draft? Uh, no, 2012. Oh, yeah, year after. Yeah, year after. <clears throat> there you go. So, well done, Haslam. <laughs> Great career. Um, now some big scoring games. Kenny Lofton, I want to start with the Chris. G League fucking all-star. Comes in. And G League. 42-14 today. 42-14, yeah. Yeah. Just the... Highly skilled dude, but a guy you'd think would be on the on the line in the NFL game rather. Fuck yeah, being defensive <laughs> tackled rather than a power force. Yeah, and he's got a silky touch too. Like we saw it in summer yeah. league, and uh, if you've been watching some G League, he's a talented talented scorer. He 
the his build reminds me of Big Baby Glenn Davis. Um, mm. Has that game too, that slow game where he knows his spot, uses his weight to his advantage, get, and just yeah gets those mid ranges up or you know that sort of slow drive that you just can't stop because he he just yeah. uses his weight that well. Who did you say Aiden to that you reminded you of? Um, uh, Zach Randolph. But Randolph. More, it's, it's the, the, the Memphis game, I think. He, Randolph, even though he was a big boy, he was a bit slimmer. But even their style of game, they're both left-handed. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, so there are some, there are some similarities there. Yes. Yeah, dec- very decent numbers in the G League. Um, had So he played 17 games, 28 minutes a game, 20 points, uh, 10.5 rebounds, almost four assists, steal in a half a game, and he shot 53% from the uh, from field goal percentage. So, you know, pretty decent season in the G League. Yeah, and it just shows you how good the Grizz draft guys too. Like, their drafting is you know, on point. Yeah. They they always uh, take chances on people, but other other teams don't seem to want to, and uh, mm. it's. It generally works out. Like, I mean, Desmond Bain was the 30th overall pick. Uh, Brandon Clark, he, he dropped a bit. Um, Santi Aldama. And, yeah, yeah. Santi Aldama doing well. Um, yeah, and then obviously Kenneth, Kenneth Lofton Jr. He's, uh, he's, yeah. Yeah, well, you're right. Like, Brandon, oh, Brandon Clark, he's too old. Oh, Desmond yeah. Bain, his arms are too short. Oh, yeah. Um, Kenny Lofton, he's too, he's too heavy. He's um, too big, yeah. You know, I think even Xavier Tillman is a similar. Yeah. Because he's, he's a unit as well. Zach Laravia, he's too white. There's <laughs> <Like, laughs> just always something. Yeah, Dylan, Dylan Brooks, too much of a dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> too many dance moves. Um, yeah. But yeah, there's always something. They're just going, nah, we'll pick him up. And Zaire Williams, you know, poor college year. Yeah, it's just. They just pick up those dudes, eh? They have some yep. knock on them, and they just turn out to be really good. Really good system, yes. Um, on the other side of the court, uh, Trey Mann, big game from him too. And the young Thunder squad made made the play-in. Uh, they will, their play-in is against Pelicans. Yeah. Yeah, Thunder Pals to play the loser of the Lakers and T-Wolves. Um, they just... The Thunder are pretty similar to what we just said. They just draft these guys. They just come in and, you know, like I was watching, who was I watching last week? Aaron Wiggins. Just, just his silky jump shot, man. Just really nice. Um, your boy, too, used to be on the Sixers, uh, Twain. Isaiah Joe. Yes. Just these guys, hey, they just pick them up, man, and they just play really, really well. Just goes to show, like, well, I think we spoke about this before the pod started tonight, like just how talented the league is now, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, if you've got 10, 11, 12 guys fucking dropping 30-point triple-doubles and fucking 42-point games from guys that have just come up out of the G League, like it just goes to show that the talent in the NBA right now, like the league is very, very high. The skill level is so high compared to when, you know, you know, 10 years ago even or, you know, 20 years ago. Like the skill level of these guys, like you wouldn't see a Donald Foyle or fucking Desanga Diop fucking dropping thirty point, forty point games. You know, even if they did start the, you know, the whole forty minutes of a game or anything like that. Like now, these guys more than capable of carrying the load. Yeah, for sure. 
I mean, we haven't even talked. It's like Theo pins in triple double, Peyton Pritchard. Yeah. 30 point triple double. Cam like even 46. Even Chris Dunn, like, you know, on the you know, smaller side, obviously he didn't have a big game like those guys did, but. You know, yesterday he had like 19, 8, and 14 assists. And then today against the Lakers, he had 28, 7, and 10 assists. Like, you know, guys, there's so much talent going on in this league at the moment that it's just insane for guys that could just walk in and drop those kind of numbers. Yeah, and that's correct. Like, and we know the defense hasn't been as good, but these guys are skilled. Mm. Uh, so skilled now. Like, we do, as you said, Twain, before, like, we don't even not even talking about Brandon Ingram and his run that he's been mm. on. Like yeah. drop forty again. Like he's getting triple doubles all the time and getting the pals back into the play and I thought they were, I thought they were done. So did I. I thought they were gone after the all star break. Thought they were finished. Yeah. Same here. And um yeah, Ingram's had a had a great little run. So yeah, like yeah, Cam Thomas nearly gets fifty again and he just as he did oh what did he got he had that three-game run out earlier after the trade deadline when Durant was gone. And he, did he have three 40-point games in a row? Mm, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Just a total score. Like, yeah, these uh, guys just crazy. Just for fun, I looked up O'Donnell Foyle's career high. He, <laughs> his, his career high was 20. <laughs> See, like, like Kenny Lofton is a fucking already better player than him. <laughs> Yeah, three of those were hook shots, five of those were putbacks, <laughs> and then there was two wrists and That's a couple it. of yeah, probably went to the free throw line a couple of times as well. Yeah, he probably had mm. like four from seven from the free throw yeah. line or something. Fucking <laughs> 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 a Donald Foyle. Donald Foyle, Caribbean finest. I think he is from apparently the um the Wilt Chamberlain of the Patriot League. <laughs> That's what they used to call him. Like he was the yeah. Wilt Chamberlain of the Patriot League. So I remember his Golden State days. Oh, I like that Golden State team. <laughs> um, yeah, so crazy, crazy day to finish off this regular season. Um, Killian Hayes dropped like twenty eight in a big game. Uh, what else happened too? Uh, oh, the Warriors fifty five points, fifty five points in one quarter. Like Clay was just going bonkers. The funny thing about that is the the Warriors, they won by 56. Someone pointed out if they scored zero points in the first quarter, they still would have won. <laughs> That's nuts. That Blazers team. Skylar Mays and fucking got me the fantasy title this year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought it was out of the league. Yeah. Match with the Hawks. It's funny when you open up the um, ESPN NBA fantasy app, his picture. He's still wearing his um, Hawks jersey. Look, just look at that lineup from the Trailblazers. <laughs> Disgusting, eh? <laughs> look at that lineup. Jonathan, Jonathan Williams. Williams. Who is that? <laughs> Create a player. Minaya. I saw. I think I saw the tweet from Roger that guy. Is he from South America somewhere or something? Justin Minaya. Um, Chance Comanche. Like who? <laughs> Like, I, don't, I don't even see him on the box score. Yeah, 21 minutes, three boards and seven points. Chance command. That's what I got on this box score from Google. But, um, straight up, I'm on the on the basketball reference box score. He is basketball reference there. hasn't even got him in there. Like, yeah, that's how there. that's how little he is. 
dude, like the most well known name on there is Kevin Knox. Like, oh, oh, that's, yeah, that's a bit Sharp. disrespectful to yeah. Shane Sharp now. Come yeah. on, like, Kevin Knox has been around. Like, yeah. Sharp's a rookie, but uh, I mean, there's also Samaki Walker's son. Oh, Jabari. Oh, that's Samaki yeah. Walker's. It's funny if you open up, if you just write NBA into Google, right? And um, you just go through the box scores that way. Usually when it's like a regular game, you'll see everyone's names on the list. But most of these games today, like there's only like four or five names listed. The rest are just like <laughs> N- NA, you know, yeah. non-applic- non-applicable. <laughs> so what the fuck? Is that guy's name again? Yeah. Just, um, should we, um, just with the help bad the Trailblazers team, the obvious sort of late run tank. Um, the Mavs situation, mm. their blatant tank job. Um, what did I say? I just said it was just too in their face for the NBA, so they had to do something about it. But I sort of like the Mavs just going, fuck it. Everyone else is tanking. We're just going to do it too. I think it was a bit of a fuck you to, I think uh, one of the guys in our Facebook group, Daniel, um, shout out Dan, long time uh, follower, talked to him. And Aussie um, just said, yeah, it's a bit of an FU to the to the league, just like over the the um, previous incident that they had. And Mazda uh, just sort of screw it, man. We're just going to blatantly tank this hard. It's a bit of an in-your-face. Because the other teams are obviously doing it. Like, you look at what the Portland's done in the last two years. It's, it's obvious tank. Like, there was, was it, I think it was like 13 guys were on their injury report. And they were being tricky about it too, eh? So, like, you know, the day before or the day of the game, they would list, like, Anthony Simons, for example, they'd list him as questionable, you know, thinking that, you'd, you know, that there was a chance they would play and then, like, fucking the hour before tip-off, out, you know? And they'll just do do that the whole time. And then the Pacers were doing it too of Halliburton and Miles Turner. They'll just be, yeah. like, questionable right up until, like, you know, half an hour, hour before tip-off and then are oh, out with fucking shin contusion or whatever the fuck it was <laughs> so yeah, like something pretend they might play but oh no sorry. yeah just to circumvent the the rules that the league have put in yeah like portland was too scared to play drew eubanks like, although we can't play drew eubanks he might he's too good he's too good <laughs> if drew eubanks is too good to play like <laughs> fuck you need a roster reconstruction anyway like i mean we're we're guilty as well you know yeah. like obviously not having Cade for the majority of the season you know we're, we're gonna lose a lot plenty plenty of games but like we didn't play beef stew for the last 10 games like we started Wiseman rather than Jalen Duran and Jalen Duran's obviously played better throughout the season but just things like that you like it's it's pretty obvious that we're trying to lose games here mm. um Playing Corey Joseph over <laughs> when like Killian was actually playing really well, and they put in Corey and yeah, just the first things like that. So you know, it, there's plenty of teams that are guilty of this tanking. Um, Charlotte was oh, you know, don't mean to bring it up, but yeah, Charlotte was sort of doing it too. I think they stopped playing Dennis Smith like a week ago. Too um, good. Yeah, he's too, too yeah, good. too too good. Um, you know, Haywood was. I mean. Pretty, I, yeah, I, get I, think, yeah, I think I think for us that's like pretty much. The, I think out of we're the least out of all the the bad teams. I think um, we sort of like Haywood's right to the end. Like he we, was like yeah, yeah, last and week. we were playing like really hard too. Yeah, you said the that's, number one defensive like, rating eh, after All Star yeah. break. Yeah, yeah, like we were still trying to win. Yeah, it's just that we had so many injuries and shit. 
Yeah. But um, some teams are just being blatant with it. Yeah, like they weren't even, even trying. Like you like Portland, fucking you know, even like even my team to a certain extent, like the last, you know, maybe week and a half, like once they knew they couldn't get the number two seed, mm. they started just playing, you know, Jaden Springer and fucking Jalen McDaniel's 46, 47 minutes a game. Like it was, it was just like, but then it was, it was fucking weird because they ended up going on a free game winning streak. And it was just like, oh, yeah, just backfired. So it was just like, you know, Mac McGlunn's getting fucking minutes today. So yeah, what, like, he, he got 20 today. He got 20 today. Yeah, he got yeah. 20 points today. So it's like, yeah, fucking, I don't know, man. I don't know how the fuck they're going to fix this shit. Eh? Like, it just, the last week of the season, it just seems like such a, just it feels like a bore because eh? it just feels like everyone from the g league's just coming up and it just feels like the teams that are already in the playoffs are not even you know they're just gonna risk their guys and rightfully so but then the teams that are just completely out of it just start playing fucking you know dudes from wherever they can find them basically i was just going for the box scores there like there's guys miami did the same same mm. thing haywood highsmith played 20 minutes today all their main starters played hardly any Duncan Robinson probably had his big, biggest game of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Jamal um, Kane, I've never heard of before. He's dropped 18. The M- the NBL MV, um, Xavier Cooks, played 38 minutes today, and he got 10 points and 14 rebounds. So he got a double-double. For Washington, yeah. Yeah, for Washington. So, yeah, basically they're just pulling anyone, you know, they can this last five, six days and just saying, all right, go for it. Let's <laughs> go. Well, ultimately, we've come out with some really nice matchups here. Some really nice matchups. Um, let's we'll, let's just have a quick, quick little run through. We don't need to get into detail. We'll probably talk about the playoffs a lot in our next pod. Um, Kings Warriors, I, I like that matchup, man. That's going to be mm. fun, fun, fun. Plenty of run and gun in that one. Um, I, yeah, I just like how it's shaped out on both sides. Um, I mean, the Raptors-Bulls in the 9-10 in the East is going to be a good game. Mm. The way the Bulls have been playing, I like the Raps. Um, but we got the, the Cavs-Knicks. I think everyone wanted that to happen. That would be I a good def- series. Yeah, mm. I definitely did. Um, and I think the Nets can test you guys too, Twain. Oh, yeah. They, they will. They, they are annoying. Like, they are those annoying teams that play hard all the time. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if it went six games here. Um, especially given, you know, how we've looked the last maybe week and a bit, just a bit off, um, especially on defense like that. I think it was the Atlanta game the on Friday, I think it was. And I was watching them and I was just like, ugh, just no one even sort of trying. But I don't know if you could put that down to regular season shit. I'm not too sure. But um, yeah, now nah, Brooklyn will give them a bit of a, a bit of a headache, I think, as well. Yeah, I think it's, it's almost the, I think it's a really good matchup for you guys because, like, mm. this is primed to be an Embiid series where Embiid yes. should dominate. Yep. Like, I like Claxon defensively, but Embiid should body him. Mm-hmm. So I, I think Embiid should dominate this. Series. I think if it goes like seven games, I'd be worried. I really think yeah, it should I'll... be an Embiid series, but I think it's like a good five, six game. Test. Yeah, yeah, it's like, not like a another series where they. Other team just gets dominated. They don't really learn a lesson from it. But I think it's mm. like good enough to trouble you guys. But it's a it's a series where you'll really find out a bit of a testing, especially with Harden too. 
And yeah. I think Embiid should be the guy this year to really, really put it to them. And I hope, and and again, like I hope they don't look too far ahead because Boston's waiting for them in round two, obviously. Um, and they don't, you know, they don't treat Brooklyn with the respect that they deserve. Um, and yeah, I, I, I don't know. I just, I can't put my finger on them this year. Like I, usually, I've been able to sort of figure out, you know, if they're good or not good. But this year, they've just been either really high or really low. Like, it's 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 very hard to put a finger on where they're at currently. Like, everything is, dom- you know, it's predetermined by 21, of course, because he's the man. But it's just the, the variance between bad and good with them is so high. Like, it can go either way to yeah. me in this playoff run. Mm. Interesting. Um, West, Aiden, what do you like in the West? Um... I'll tell you what I don't like. I, I feel bad for the Kings. Coming they just had a Warriors. historic season. They're coming up against the Warriors. Like, the refs always favour the Warriors. Like, I just hope it's an evenly called series. Yeah. Like, if, if the yeah, Kings are going to lose, let them lose on the court. Don't, I mean, you know, like, from from the players, don't, don't let the refs decide a series, you know. Like, yeah, it'll, no. it'll just be such a deflating way to end the Kings. No free throw discrepancies, eh? Like just let like, just it, you let, let them it happen. Play. Don't yeah. let Draymond misbehave. Don't let him fucking scream at a ref. Like you know, like all that shit. Um, such a feel good story too, eh? The Kings mm. this year. Like I'm, I'm with you. Like if they're gonna go out on you know on their shields or whatever, like let them go out. You know, without the Warriors don't need the, the refs' assistance. You know, yeah. let let exactly. it happen um, naturally. Yeah. Um, I think I think Phoenix Clippers is a good series. Is is do we know when Paul George is back? Um, the, I read today that he might be. A, you know, he could possibly play this uh, for game one, but it's a bit fifty-fifty oh. in the air. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So he should be he should be back at least for some of the series. Fucking yeah. Paul Clippers, eh? They just every playoff run, they eh? like they all seem to have some crippling injury yeah. before the playoffs start. That because they never yeah. never get their right roster. Together. Like if you've got if you've got Paul George and Kawhi healthy, like they're obviously matched up on on Booker and Durant. Like that's mm. pretty like as far as people even, to throw it, the Phoenix's yeah. two best players. Like you can't ask for many better on the mm. same team. So yeah, I think I think if the Clippers, if Paul George can be healthy, um, that's a really good matchup. And I feel like the second unit for the Clippers too could. Like have some fun against the Phoenix. Oh, the Clippers have a, a lot more depth than the Suns. Hundred percent. You know they could throw some real wonky shit in this. You know bench yeah. bench lineups at Phoenix and Phoenix just don't have the depth yeah. at the moment to compete with that. So I hope that PG and Kawhi are fully healthy for this playoff run because it would be good to see those guys like have a real long playoff run now. Eh? Yeah, it's a real good matchup there when I like mm. PG and Kawhi, Durant and Booker. Like that's. Premium wings versus premium wing players, just mm. just an awesome matchup. Like, yeah, that's fun. It's going to come down to their second units, right? Mm. Like Norman Powell is he going to have like three big games off the bench, or you know, like is Terence Mann going to have that? Like as he did in the playoffs last year, is he going to have a big game? Like that's or, who it's going to be. Or Zubat's having a a twenty twenty game. You know what I mean? Like he's yeah, capable of doing eight and or something. And, yeah. yeah. Um, low key, just speaking on Kawhi, like 
not a fucking bad season coming off a real bad injury, eh? Like, just Quite have a look at this. good, eh? Yeah, real Very good, good. Like, yeah. coming off that fucking injury, you know, almost 24 a game, seven to six and a half boards and almost four assists. Like, that's not bad given, like, that injury was pretty fucked up and he come back and he played at a pretty decent all-star level. He's just got to play. He's just got to play every game. Mm. That's really all it is with Kawhi. Just, mm. He's just got to play. Because mm. they need cohesion still. They still need that. They still lack a bit of that. So I, I do like them, eh? Like, I do like them in the series. Like, yeah, I get it. KD and, you know, Devin Booker you know, and Chris Paul, like, fucking absolute studs. But I like if those two are sort of, you know, at least 80%, 90%, I do like them going through here. Well, yeah, all they've got to do is cancel them out. Like, mm. if Kawhi and PG... PG 25 each. Match, they yeah. can match Booker and Durant. The clip should win. Like, it's going to come down to, like, Aiton having some big games or, yeah, like, campaign off the bench with, like, a 25-point game. But it's going to be one of those series where, where the role players are going to be there. Not that Aiton's a role player, but he's obviously third in line for scoring in that team. Sort of the fourth most important dude. So, yeah, it's one of those series, I think. Um, Yeah, Memphis... Memphis playing either the Lakers or the Timberwolves is also going to be fun too. I hope it's the Lakers, to be honest, there. Just given the back history. Yeah, like with the, the, LeBron. Yeah. Comes out. Yeah. yeah. I hope it, it, I kind of want it to be the Lakers just because um, it'll be very entertaining in a playoff set, in a playoff matchup. And I having so. LeBron and it seems like 80s back to his best again, like, be a very, very interesting series to watch. Yeah, especially with no Adams now and no Brandon Clark too. That's mm. your Vanderbilt AD there with the Lakers. You know, it's mm. it's gonna be it'll be it's gonna be a tough matchup. Yeah, uh, for the Chris and the Timberwolves have, you know, they've they've proven they can play with the Grizzlies over the last couple of seasons. So. Yeah, see, even that, even that's a you know they've got backstory. You know, they've both those teams got history too, going back to last year. So Carl Anderson switching yeah, teams. Yeah. That's it. Um, but, yeah, no, I'm very interested to see who comes out of that. And, I like, low-key kind of hope it's the Lakers just because. Yeah, same. Hmm. Yeah, you know, you get to see LeBron and AD. And uh, Vanderbilt should have a big series if they go through. Yes. Yeah. He's been fucking drink. good, eh? Yeah, been man. fucking good yeah. for them, man. Um, Nuggets. They'll play... Or they, or they could end up with the loser of Lakers Timberwolves. So even then, like I, I'd necessarily write off the Lakers in that matchup either. Yeah, I still like the Nuggets, but be close. Think, yeah, the Lakers have been what, fifteen and seven since All Star break. I think I saw. Mm, not bad. One of the, I think it's actually the best West best team in the West record, since, yeah. since, uh, since the trade deadline. Mm. I mean, playing well, and a lot of that was without LeBron as well. Yeah. Shows a you know, roster makeup around your stars. Makes a difference. It's funny, eh? Like, you know, you, every one of these franchises, you know, obviously they would love to have superstars like they, those two. But it always seems to, like when it comes to championships, eh, it seems to be the auxiliary moves that make the difference. Like, it yeah. always seems to be the ones that, like your Gary Payton Juniors or, mm-hmm. you know, those types of moves are the ones that sort of get you to your championships, not the. Super, like the superstars are fine those are your building pieces obviously but it's what you fill around those pieces that end up being the difference for a championship yeah for sure i mean you look at all the 
the great teams with like great players, but they just didn't have the right role players on those teams. Mm. You know, you know, I just think of like the Nets with KD, Kyrie, and Harden. Like they had like, nice pieces though, eh? Like like the the bench, and they're like, I think Lavert was there for a minute. You know, they had Dinwiddie there for a minute as well. So it was like they had a lot of uh, pieces, yeah. but like they didn't have the right piece. Put it that way. I should have rephrased it better. Yeah. Um. Oh, there's plenty of examples over the years. Mm. You know, the Durant, Westbrook, Thunder. Oh, fucking Dane. Dane. Yeah. Portland, yeah. yeah. See, I really thought they, they were on the right track at the start of the year. I thought Jeremy Grant was good mm. on that team, but yeah. Well, even, even my team the last couple of years, you know, like they just never sort of figured out how to build around Embiid or Simmons when he was there sort of thing. Like they would bring in all these other pieces around but the pieces didn't quite fit Al Horford yeah Al Horford yeah, Al Horford, yeah you know, that was you know Tobias Harris's contract obviously um but this year like I know I said they're a bit the variance was a bit high and low but I do like them picking up like Melton he's been good for them um McDaniels was a nice piece pick up at the trade deadline um and stuff like that like you know and developing guys like Paul Reed and you know Shake Milton and all that sort of thing just seems like this year them going to the bench is not fucking do or die. You know, like in the past, like, you know, getting Greg Monroe out there for 10 minutes and he's <laughs> a minus like fucking 19 or whatever the fuck it was in that game seven. Um, you know, it doesn't seem like that way anymore or not as bad at least. Yeah, for sure. Um, quickly too, before we move on to our award picks, uh, coaching. Mm. Uh, Silas in Houston. I mean, poor yeah. I do feel sorry for this guy, and I think a lot of people have shared their sentiment today. Like, it seems like the players sort of rule the roost here, but these young guys. So, what do you, what do you guys think about the Silas uh, news? I'm not being there next year. Oh, it had to happen. It's yeah. He he lost the locker room, and and you can blame some players, but. What I don't like is everyone was automatically blaming Kevin Porter because of his history in Cleveland. Um, but by all accounts, Kevin Porter, like he's worked really hard. Like that's why they gave him this structured contract where he can be released yeah. at no cost um, because they believe that he can improve and become a leader. And he's had no reported issues there, yet everyone's sort of just blaming him Blame for him. all, the, all yeah. the issues. Whereas... There's been times where Jabari Smith went off at Sengun on the floor. Um, and I think that's the only one I really remember. So, it, it, I mean, maybe Kevin Porter causing issues, but it's crazy to only blame him. Um, but in saying that, Silas isn't blameless either because the, his issues were Sengun where he was benching him and he blamed mm. all the defensive woes on him. Um, I believe it was actually after the game where Dame had 71. And Sengun, I think, was it that game? It was a game when someone had a massive scoring game. Yeah, and, I think you're right on that one. Yeah, and he he blamed Sengun, and it's like, oh, I don't think Sengun was guarding <laughs> fucking Dame. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Sengun yeah. ain't stopping Dame like forty feet yeah. out. Like, yeah, like, yeah. So I think I think Silas isn't blameless, um, but it's weird that he you know made an example out of Sengun when there were clearly other players that were. You know, not buying into what he was trying to teach. Oh, Jalen Green sometimes. I yeah. watch him on defense and it's like, oh. Yeah. yeah. It was a bit rough, eh? Yeah. 
even on offense too. I, sometimes you're just like, oh, what's he doing? Like, yeah. And it's that bones thing, you know. It's like, yeah, they might be individually great talents. How do they put it all together? Like, Shingun obviously isn't a defense orientated center too. Like, yeah, but he's, he's he's not as bad as his reputation um, would have you believe. Yeah, because he because he seems to get blamed for everything. But there's a lot of games where. Uh, I, I didn't watch a lot of games. I did watch a couple because I actually they've got a lot of young guys that I really like. Um, and as, as defenses, it's fine. You know what like, it reminded me of? It reminded me of Cat. You know when Cat used to get blamed a lot. Yeah. For Minnesota Minnesota's yeah, defensive yeah. problems. And yes, Cat did make mistakes, but a lot of that time you see the perimeter defense, and then Cat had yeah. to make up yeah. for it yeah. and looked yeah. really bad. Yeah. And I. So that and that's hundred percent. Yeah, that's a that's a real good uh, comparison. That's it's exact. funny because the perimeter is always the first thing to break down on defense, right? So it's like yeah. it should always be, you yeah. know, if it, if it, anything happens, it's because of the perimeter defense breaking down early. Yeah, you know, like you can understand if a switch comes, you know, pick and roll, shooting game gets pulled out, you know, out out there, and the guards on him, and he gets beaten, and. That happens to a lot, a lot of bigs in the season. Yeah. So, right. There's only a handful of bigs you can trust to guard on the perimeter, right? Like, there's not, like, you could probably count on very your hands. Very few. Yeah, yep. very, very few that you could, you know, trust to give you at least a couple seconds out on the perimeter without feeling fucking, you know, isolated or whatnot. So it's not necessarily just on him as well. Like, he, yeah, like you said, he's had some moments, but, like, fuck, when you being seven foot, trying to move slow feet side to side with someone like Dame Lillard, like, fuck that. Like, you mm. know, that's not something that you, you know, you just can't do. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, what sort of coach do you reckon they should go for here? Is it... you, you definitely have to go for a development coach. You, like, the this team is still too young. Kenny Atkinson? Um, yes. Oh, except he'll fucking accept the job and then bail. <laughs> it's the <laughs> about that. Fuck eh? that guy. <laughs> You know oh, who would man. be? You know who would be? Frank Casey, maybe. <laughs> um, and someone that's got ties to the Rockets too. Um, I think Sam Cassell would be excellent with yeah. them. Mm. Yeah, that's yeah, a good one. Be, yeah, like he would do so well with those young guys because you know he's well respected around the league. He's had his, you know, he won a championship in Houston, so he obviously knows the city quite well. Um, and yeah, like he, it just seems like everyone talk when they talk about Sam Cassell, like it always seems to be something positive. So it's, if I had to pick a c- candidate, it would be him. He's almost the new uh, Darvin Ham in terms of the assistant that hasn't had his shot yet. That everyone's mm. like, this guy needs a shot. Mm. Yeah, how long has he been assistant? An assistant Jeez, he's been for a long time. Yeah, long time, man. Like I know he was in Washington. For a while, yeah, and he's he's at Philly now, isn't he? Philly. Um, I think he did a did a stint with the Clippers when Doc was at the Clippers. Yeah, I mean, as well. He's yeah. he's been coaching for thirteen years as an assistant. Yeah, oh, Washington wow. Clippers, Philly. Yeah. Um, and from what I've read with his work around what he's been doing with the Sixers guards as well, so like I think you know if they do quite well, go for a good playoff run here, the Sixers get to the Eastern Conference Finals or whatever. Um, you know, he'd be a candidate if I was Houston that I'd be definitely looking at. And plus, like I said, you know, won a championship in Houston, knows the city quite well. You know, he'll bring a lot to the table for those guys. 
Yeah, I like that one. Uh, over in my neck of the woods, Dwayne Casey going to the front. So we need a new coach too. Um, <laughs> just, just say, deuces, I'm going to the front office. Yeah, going to the front office. Yeah. I like it though. I, I do like that. Like his rotation sometimes annoyed the fuck out of me. Like, and how yeah, some coaching decisions were just bad. But you could tell that he was good at developing players. Mm. Uh, players, there was no really, none of them ever had anything bad to say about him. Like, is it, I hate the word, the culture building, but there is a culture that he sort of helped build there, even though we won fuck all games. But there's good reasoning behind that. And it seems like bullshit doesn't really go. So I like that Casey's sort of being the front of that. Along with whole Troy. different problem from Houston, right? Like it seems like yeah. the, the kids run the roost in um, Houston, whereas it just seems like here, I don't know what the issue is. You probably could speak to it better than anyone else, but like it just felt like the, the injuries like were piling up, like and they piled up quite a lot towards the beginning of the year. You know, losing Cade didn't help, and then asking you know a very very young backcourt and Jaden Ivy. And Killian Hayes to you know run the show for most of the year. It, it wouldn't seem too ideal, to be honest. Yeah, and I, and I think it's secretly they sort of liked it because it's a mm. great tank job um, mm. when you mm-hmm. got women Yana next year. So, um, but I think it's the right time for Casey to move on. Mm-hmm. And like he's obviously between him and Weaver, they I don't know if we're not as good as maybe a Grizz or a Thunder at drafting, but I think we're. I think Weaver's done overall a pretty good job. Like there's a couple of odd decisions there, but overall, man, like the the trip. Well, Aiden, you know what we do, Jalen Duran with you guys, and he he makes smart moves and he's not afraid to take shots at sort of drop not busts, but guys that have sort of come in and failed expectations, like the Wiseman and Bagley. Bagley, yeah. He's not afraid to take shots, and you got to when you're that. At that stage, too, like the Bogdanovich deal was for Olenek and mm. Saban Lee. Like, I the only because I, I really like him as a player, like, the only thing I questioned was the Sadiq Bay trade. That was the only thing. Um, I really, really liked his game. Like, I thought he did, you know, he was quite, he was quite a decent, you know, three and D type player. And I thought that was someone that you could keep on your roster long term. But obviously, you know, if you're trying to get something, you've got to give something up. So, um, yeah, but I, I that was the only thing I sort of questioned. Everything else he's done really well. Yeah, like I questioned that one too. I, I sort of warmed on it after a while because I really liked Sadiq, but I think what the more future orientated there, like, okay, we're going to have to pay him because he is a good NBA player, mm. but does he really fit? Like, you could tell, yeah, yeah, you could tell he wanted to do more with the ball rather than just being a catch and shoot 3 and D type guy. Mm. And he's shown that even with Atlanta, but like he's building there too, so he can he can do more. Mm. Um, with that. And he's got a great work ethic, good good as guy to have in, on your team. But yeah, I think they just looked at well, let's take a shot on Wiseman, who's obviously a highly skilled guy, um, in the wrong situation. So yeah, I like that Weaver takes shots, and it's gonna be interesting now who we decide to go for a coach. I have a strong feeling. Udoka ends up being. Mm. 
I was going to say Shams mentioned two names. One of them was Udoka. The other was uh, Charles Lee, the Bucks assistant. Yeah, I, I think they get enamored with what Udoka did in that first year of Boston. And, and well, if, didn't, well, didn't he, I like, know, bang, bang married woman? Isn't that what he did in his first year in Boston? But if he's a great, well, I think he is a really good coach. He's a very good coach, yeah. And sometimes people make mistakes in that. It's not... Didn't yeah, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying, yeah, it's, <laughs> well, yeah, it was, it was, he didn't commit a crime, but it was a bit iffy, it was a bit of a, it definitely was iffy, abuse, abusive power type deal. Yeah, so, but, but, but yeah, like he, I just have a feeling, man, we, yeah, yeah, that's who I would pick for you guys as well. Um, funnily enough, the names I saw for Houston. Two of them. One was Frank Vogel, and the other was fucking uh, Nick Nurse. Yeah, the Nurse situation too. Yeah. Now, if we could get Nick Nurse, that would be good. Is he good though? Yeah, I think he is. I think he. Yeah. Sometimes it, uh, your time just comes to an end for a team. Mm. You just got to. You just need a fresh start. I think he is. Okay. I, no, I, I, think, I think he's a good. Coach. There okay, was a just... point where he was a, like a top three coach. Yeah, that's fair. Well, just, okay. seemed like, just seemed like the last couple of years doing the whole Thibodeau playing or everyone 40 minutes a game thing. I think, um, yeah. I think there's other circumstances with that which sort of fucked them more than what people have sort of um, led on. Like, they, they, you know, they had to be based out of Tampa for a year. Uh, you know, like, that's a hard thing. Like, you look at the Warriors and the NRL or... Yeah. It's a struggle, yeah. And just the the makeup of the roster too. Mm. I think it's been tough. The failure so, to make any moves there, like they could have dealt, you know, Van Vliet or Ananobi at the deadline, and they just sort of just decided to run it back. And what are they ninth now? Ninth, tenth? Yeah, the they're, play-in. They're, yeah, they're nine and Bulls are ten, so they're in yeah. There. So just yeah, I don't yeah, probably just probably trust those. Those guys way more than his other, you know, the bench depth doesn't seem very good. Um, you know, Malachi yeah. Finn playing a lot of minutes for them. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, the roster makeup I don't think is the greatest. And mm. I also think, like, I think he other coaches and that worked him out a little bit too, because mm. he sort of threw this. You know, like the boxing one, like everyone's like, oh shit, boxing one, what are we going to, you know, how do we combat this? And um, yeah, and just actually when he first played those sort of small ball lineups and things like that. So sometimes, you know, you can be worked out a bit and it's sort of. You know, sometimes shit doesn't work, eh? Like it just, you mm. know, that's just a fact of life. Like you try shit and it doesn't work, you know, like you just, you know, reset, you know, it's time for a change and move on. Um, Seems like to me he needs a like you guys said needs a fresh start something to challenge him, um, yeah. And it'd be good to you know maybe good for him to get out of Toronto and try something new. Yeah, a bit now if he failed at another team that had good talent on it, then you'd be questioning like it's sort yeah. of like Snyder. Like what can Snyder do with the Hawks now? Like mm. he's obviously a good coach, but you know can he can he get that trade situation in line and. You know what can he do there? So, yeah, I, yeah, I know, I know what you mean though. Like, I mm. think you just can't go. No, no, Nurse is definitely good. Like, he's definitely good. It's definitely not his fault. I think you can't say that. But 
I think he's earned it. Well, he's won a championship. So. Yeah, he's he's won. He's got benefit of it. Yeah, yeah, that's my view on that one. Um, mm. Yeah, I definitely would not say no if I'm being coaching Detroit. That'd be pretty cool. But yeah, no Casey in the front of us. I think that's all good. Um, yeah. I was, oh, now's the time. Next year's a key year for us. We've, we've done our tank. We're going to get a good player in this draft. We've got a top five pick, no matter who, who it is. We get a good player, cage healthy. These young guys have all had experience now. Now's the time. Now's the time. Fucking rising up the ranks. Cade and Win, Wimbenyama would be like a Ooh. nice, um, like that, or even Lamello and Wimbenyama would be like a nice one to just. Either of those two. Yeah, like just, you know. Starting a franchise, and you know, if either yeah. one of you get both of them, you know, that's like your one two. We we need a first overall pick, we haven't had one since fucking the Johnson, yeah, Fuck, that long ago, yeah, man, 30 years, 31 Fuck years. Well, our like, run was 47 years or something, yeah, until we got Kate, yeah. yeah, um, yeah, so I hope we don't have to wait long. Fucking even when I was talking about it with someone on Twitter today, even when the fucking the Bobcats are an expansion team, they didn't get the first over. <laughs> they never pick. got one. Yeah, they, they got, they got Amika Okafor instead yeah. of Dwight Howard. <laughs> <laughs> hey, to be to be fair, Amika was pretty, Morrison, he was too. all right. Yeah, he was Amika. Amika was, was no a, Dwight. He was, no he was all right. He wasn't yeah. a fucking defensive player of the year, Hall <laughs> yeah. of Famer. <laughs> they got Adam Morrison third though. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I can't defend. And sure, the fucking Sean May was it? Sean May got in Richard Richard McCanns. Hey, I'm I'm not here saying that the Hornets drafted well over their history. I'm just saying it's about time we got a first overall pick. <laughs> it's, it's your it's your turn now. How many how many yeah. did Cleveland get in like a real small oh. window? Like three in like three Wiggins, Irving, and Ben. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. three were I think four years or five? even well like even LeBron. Yeah, oh, LeBron. Yeah. yeah. So 03, 11, They've had high picks. 13, Raiders, 14. Raiders was a four, wasn't he? Yeah. Tristan Thompson was a high pick. Yeah, he was yeah. top four, five. Yeah. Even when we did the the um when we did the the process thing, we only got the we got it once. I think we took Simmons with it. Um, Embiid yeah. third. Embiid was it in there? Yeah. Michael Carter. Nerlens Noel was a high pick. Yeah, he was. I think we yeah. Jaleel Okafor as well. Yeah, yeah. Like so, we've had high picks, we just haven't had the first pick. The first, first overall, pick. yeah. Like now, MKG, that was a, that was a shocker. Yeah, Mark, Mark, yeah. The, to be fair, Pickle like this. he was, he was a very good college player. Yeah, mm. he he's a guy that um, what's it, what's his coach? Is it Calipari? No, um, Calhoun. I don't know the other one, Jim Calhoun. Oh. Is it Calhoun? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think who did he play for in college? Was it Kentucky, was Kentucky. Or Kansas? Yeah. Yeah, oh, who are we talking about? We're talking about we're talking about M- Michael MKG. Carter, no, oh, MKG. Oh, oh Michael Carter. That was Calipari. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Calipari is Kentucky. Yeah, he, yeah. he talks he talks very highly of MKG to this day. Oh, his defense was great, but if you yeah. see anyone lot shooting like that, they yeah, should yeah, yeah, be yeah, in yeah. the fucking MKG. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, on 2K, I'll go out on my driveway right now and shoot, <laughs> shoot better than that. Now, do you know on two K when you create your own jump shot? Like his animation bending was at like two hundred when he created that one. Eh? Like the arm was like all the way. <laughs> Is that a glitch? No. Is that? Oh man, I I still crack up at that one. Him and Sean Marion's one cracked me up the most. NKG's was it? was terrible, terrible. Yeah. So 
You have uh, Spurs. Nah, they've had their they've had their luck. Uh, Houston. You I know that you, you, you fucking know that. Like I, I just feel like, and being you know being a pessimistic person that I am, I just feel like the the league's gonna. You know what? Pop is one of the greatest coaches of all time. Yeah, He's really gone. Yeah, the, the Spurs like they've they've uh, you know they've a decade you know twenty years of dominance. We need to get the Spurs back on track and let's they're get them to it. yeah they, let's get them to San Antonio. And fucking get him under Pop because Pop needs to be a winner again. I just feel like he's a spur, eh? Like if anyone's a spur, it's women Yama. Like, like I could just Tony see him. Parker connection. Yeah. yeah. I could yeah. just see him wearing the black and silver, eh? And just being yeah. like, everyone hey, just being like, fuck. Tony Parker. Now. Tony Parker spent the season in. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> so Parker owned the team that Wimby played on before mm. this year. Before this one, yeah. Yeah, obviously both Frenchmen. Um, mm. The um, European connection thing, like they always, they always took chances on Euro guys. We've got Killian Hayes, man. We've got Killian Hayes, man. Yeah, that's Gary Detroit is a French name. They like, yeah, well, Tim Duncan, Manu, <laughs> Tony Parker, Victor, like that's that's your like Mount Rushmore, even because yeah, that's your Mount, you know, oh, David Robinson, David Robinson, yeah, like definitely. Um, I I just see him. Oh, fuck, I can just see him wearing black and silver. Right? Like that's just me. Like, if, I think everyone will be sort of pissed if he ends up on Houston. Yeah, they got enough fucking people. Let, let yeah. him, unless they're gonna trade Singoon to the. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. No, I don't, I don't want him on Houston. I don't want him on San Antonio. And I don't want to like. I don't want like fucking Dallas climbing all the way to the top spot. Like I don't want any shit like that. Because then that just like. It encourages blatant tanking. Yeah, yeah. like Portland was saying, like, oh, yeah. fuck. I was going to say the only, I would be okay with Portland purely because I love Dame. Yeah. But that's it. Yeah, I think the Dame thing's going to come to an end soon, I think. Yeah, so do I. I've got that feeling, yeah. It's about time, eh? Yeah. You know, he's had enough running. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't have to do the grind anymore. He can run from it now. He's done his, he's done his grind. You know, I'll be real fucking out like at the Thunder move out the way. Chets and Man. Wimby. They'll dominate the league for years. Is, you guys will probably know, is Katie off contract? Uh, no, because he nice. signed that extension. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. No, I, yeah. just, I, I remember. Did he do he... a five year extension, I think? Yeah, I'm sure pretty sure he did. He's under contract. Oh, I just heard, I saw oh, an interview well. he did the other day. I think it was last week, and he was talking really high about the guys on the Thunder. And I was like, hmm. Yes, he said, oh, I wish I had. Six. Yeah. And I was just like, hmm. Like, bro, you're the best fucking team in the Western Conference, man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it just made me think. That, that yeah, was he, yeah. He's got, he's, um, fuck, he's got another three seasons. Yeah. Three more seasons after this. Yeah. And plus, yeah. you know, it, it, like, him having a long term contract hasn't stopped him from moving in the past. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't stop fucking superstars. Yeah, so... I was just like, when I saw that, I was just like... Because I've never actually heard him speak anything nice about the Thunder since he's left. <clears throat> like, anything, you know, substantial. And then when I saw that, and I was just like, oh, that's weird. <laughs> it's a bit out of place. Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, he's he's covering some bases in, in case things don't work out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, 30, the 35, you know, cyan blue jersey will be there for him if it doesn't work out. Yeah. 
for sure. Now let's get into some awards. We don't need to go too into detail why we pick them, but obviously some points might come up. Um, what should we start with, guys? Should we just start with the big, big awards here and go through those, and then we can get into our all NBA teams? Mm-hmm. Tend to run yeah, sure. like that. Sweet, I'll yeah. set it up for us starting. Um, let's start with. We won't start with NBA. Let's pick with something. Let's pick with coach. Let's start with coach of the year, and I'll kick it off. I'm picking Mike Brown with the Sacramento Kings. Mm. Has to be. 17 years outside the playoffs. He's turned them around, and he's a defensive-minded coach, which is strange because they're the best offensive team in the league. Um, Clutch factor with them. He's just – the players are just playing for him. Mm. You can tell. You can just see it in them. Which is fucking weird for Mike Brown. Like, no, like, if you go back to his past um, stunts anywhere, like, no one fucking played for him. Like, LeBron left him. Like, every, like, the Lakers, no one cared for him. Went back to Cleveland. Everyone did it again to him. And it's just so fucking weird that this group of young guys have, like, bought into Mike Brown. It's so weird. Because he came in, like, when he was hired, he was talking about how, well, did he say that De'Aaron Fox was, like, a top three point guard in the top league? Top three point guard in the league or something? Like, he yeah. he was high He's on all the guys way. from the start. Mm. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, people are like, oh, Fox isn't even a top three point guard in his division, let alone the league. But, like, uh, he just came in straight away and, he, like, you know, these are the guys – you know, so I think they appreciate that, and that's why they go to battle for him. But if if it's not unanimously Mike Brown, then someone fucked up. I don't think mm. there's any competition. Yeah, well, is Twain? You got someone that could challenge? Nah, no way. Nah, nah. It's it, it, it's it's <laughs> him fucking all day. Just given like how inept that franchise has been for the last twenty or so years. Yeah, for him just to walk in and. You know, sort of again, like like I mentioned before, like no one sort of had any idea that people would buy into his philosophy, and because he, like you guys said, he's he's always been defensive first. Like even with LeBron, he always prioritized defense first. But this team that he's got now, he's just went all the way in and said, "Fuck it, let's just run mm-hmm. the gun and just play offense." And yeah, th- those those two have definitely been a catalyst for them. Like fucking. I honestly thought when they traded Halliburton last year, I was like, "Fuck, typical Kings." Yeah, um, you know, I was forty-nine of us thought there was a bad. Yeah, so we and all then, liked Bonus, but most people liked the Bonus. We just watched now, giving up this young sort of superstar. young superstar point guard. But mm. then now, if you know, you know, revisionist history here, like it's one of the trades I can only remember in the last you know couple of years or so, like where both sides sort of ended yeah. up okay out of it, like a. Didn't, well, one didn't, really. yeah, yeah, like every, like the Pacers have got their all star point guard locked up, and then the Kings have got a big man that can, you know, complement their superstar point guard as well. So it's like it was a win win for both, like rare to get that in the NBA with trades. Yeah, I like on coach of the year, like he got their bonus of the Kings being so shit for so long, they're mm. just getting into the playoffs is basically. That would have got the job done, but he's he's ended up third in Western Conference, like as as well. So, like he had people rooting for him, just you know getting the Kings there. Yeah, there's a bit of a bandwagon hype around. I like the Burns stuff. Is that good buzz about them? 
So, yeah, it has to be Mike Brown. I just want to shout out Booker's staff on the Cavs, too. I thought he's done, he's done a really good job this year. Mm. Um, even Tibbs coming back to do what he's done with the Knicks. So, uh, but I think this kid is Mike Brown, too. Um, coach, that's co- yeah, it's unanimous here before us three. Let's go to most improved player. Aiden, you can kick that one off. I think this one's pretty unanimous as well. It's got to be Laurie Markkinen. Mm. Agreed. He's gone from uh, a role player in Cleveland. There was an odd fit to a a legitimate all-star. And not even just like a... I mean, I guess it could be good player, bad team type vibes, but he's looked legitimate all season. It never trailed off. He never, like, dropped off to where he started struggling for a bit. And he literally just finished under a 50-40-90 for a team that didn't have too much help and, like, defenses would have to focus on him. He finished 49.9, 39.1, 87.5. So real close. Mm. Um, Very, very surprised. He had, like, did not expect that um, kind of season from him. Absolutely 100% agree with that. Um, You know, when he got traded, I just thought he was a throw-in. To the for the Donovan mm. Mitchell deal, not like he's been okay. Like he's he was pretty good last year for the Cavs too, but he wasn't to this level. Um, yeah, uh, everyone um, thought Colin Sexton was going to be the break. Yeah, Colin Sexton was the one that everyone thought that was going to be the star. But mm. you know, I'll go a different direction though, um, just because you know, just you know, for the sake of being different, I've gone SGA with most improved. Um, like, I don't know about you two guys. Like, I know he was always been good, but I just did not expect this, what he'd done this year. And he's got the thunder and the fucking play in for crying out loud. Like, he's been so bloody good this year. Like, just I just thought I'd give him some flowers, man. He's been so good. Like, he's legit turned himself into a top 10 caliber type player. And I didn't know if that was even possible a year ago. Like, I know he was good, but just to see the jump to what he is now, like, Fucking insane from him. Yeah, he's he's definitely impressive. I think he's definitely second on, on mine. Mm. Um, I've gone Laurie too. I think with SGA, I was already so high on him anyway that mm. it's not that you know what he did was was you know like oh yeah he's how do I describe it like you know he had the the jump was still a big jump but because I already had those expectations that he would jump again. Mm. Whereas with Laurie, as you said, man, like he, his career was on the way for him being a seventh man. He's going to be a dude coming off the bench and he might mm. jump over to a playoff contender and, you know, come in and get a quick 12 points off the bench, one of those type guys. But he, what helps Laurie's case too is him going over there in Utah, having that really good run to start the season. He was the forefront of it. Mm. So because it was, oh, Utah's going to be the worst team in the league. Yeah. A- mm. And it looked like it. And he carried them to, like, so many wins, too. So, mm. um, Well, they were they were top of the West for a bit at the start. Yeah, at the start, yeah. Yeah. Um, I will say I think Shea is the only person I would be okay with getting it other than Markin. Mm. Like, I think, I think it would be well-deserved. Yeah, he's gone from star to superstar, whereas Laurie's gone yeah. from... I just guess it, if it feels when it comes to the award, like what do you consider most improved? Like 
what's mm. more important to you is it going from role player to all star or going from star superstar i guess is where you have to sort of just make your vote and yeah that's where i sort of leaned to shay because i think it's pretty much well established now that he's going to be the face of that franchise going forward and even though laurie had a good season i'm not too sure if it's sustainable just given the track mm. record but i don't know you know that's just me yeah it's an interesting yeah. thing of how you yeah. you know how you put that criteria for the award because i actually mm. think they're going from star to superstar which mm. i think sgo has done is actually harder yes mm. but i think you don't actually it's all those little things and the consistency in that eh, which makes mm. that transition whereas yeah like well laurie laurie's done i don't think is as hard but it's sort of more impressive like mm. if you look at the numbers and the team like he's improved right across the board it's not just oh yeah he's hitting all his threes now it's not just that mm. but in four more minutes a game he's like scoring 10 more points more efficient he's rebounding more like everything everything's gone better. up over the board yeah yeah that's true yeah. It's, it's interesting too because you know that award like generally the person that gets it it's usually just someone that jumps their points per game average in the past where like this year i feel like it's quite a like the award actually means something between the two candidates like i just don't remember in a most improved category in the past couple of years like having two strong candidates like these two mm. both all-stars yeah. yeah both all-stars um the only one i could probably remember where the jump was that high was when t-mac went from role player on the raptors to the magic and became a superstar and pretty much overnight you know what i mean like that was the last time where i thought someone went from role player to superstar yeah i liked siakam's rise he didn't sort of get that because it was sort of a late season run mm. from him but he basically went from a you know second unit sort of role player guy and then boom he was he was on his way to becoming a star but it, it wasn't over the course of a whole season mm. but yeah yeah fully man like i fully agree with what you said there and SGA's yeah. done the same thing like he's fully improved right across the board too so yeah both both wherever you can so i'll go marketing um twain for you you can start the next one off you can go what should we go this one isn't as fun um i'll make we'll go we'll, we'll go defensive player of the year mm. um i've gone jaron jackson um just because how i've watched quite a few of these games this year obviously um his the jump that that like the how good they are defensively versus when he's on there when he's not is quite you know it's quite staggering like they're a whole completely different team when he's not there um you know led the you know led the league was it three book or not led the league but three pocks per game um one i of, think like, he did lead and oh, did every, he get it i'm pretty okay. sure he did yeah okay good good um and like we mentioned before, like one of those bigs that you could chuck out on the perimeter if he gets switched onto a guard and you trust him, you know, just to at least stay in front of the guard and make it hard for the guard to, you know, get a shot off and, you know, that sort of thing. So, yeah, like um, I, I, I think it's pretty clear cut that he's the defensive player of the year for me. Like he's just been he's been so good. The only thing that probably hold him back is obviously because he's missed a bit of time as well. Not as much as previous years, but like, but yeah, I, I, that's. Why well, I think he's yeah the defensive player of the year. So many guys have missed time. So mm. it's not funny. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's kind of hard to rule on it with that kind of thing now, can you? Yeah, 
I think for maybe some other awards that impacts it more. But um, yeah, I'm going Jaron Jackson Jr. too. I, I think the big thing right before, so he missed the start of the season, and the Grizzlies were not good on defense. They are one of the worst, if not the worst, team on defense. As soon as Jaron Jackson Jr. came back, boom, they were number one defense in the number league. Number one, yeah. So, and there's, there's no, there's not like the, the Grizzlies have heaps of shit defensive players when they were bad. Like Adams and Dylan Brooks are good defensive players. Mm. But that impact that Jaron Jackson made when he came back was just massive. Yeah, he blocks, his block percentage is nearly 10%. Of all contested shots, that's fucking high. So, yeah, he blocks yeah. one in 10 shots. Um, they were, I'm just reading here, they were third in the league in points per, allow, points per game allowed for 100 possessions. And that's despite the fact that Jar and Adams were missing for, you know, substantial parts of the season as well. Yeah, I think what does hamper Jaron Jackson Jr. is his fouls, his foul yeah. rate, which I think you have to take against him defensively. Mm. So that's my only real knock on him. And he does play a few least minutes and others, but there's no doubt of his impact defensively. Uh, I'm guessing Aiden was going to piss. I know he's high on Jaron Jackson. I am going to pick the same. Um, I do want to say that Brooke Lopez. Uh, has been very good defensively this year as well. Um, led the league in total blocks this season, 193. But Jaron was at 189 blocks and played 15 less games. So, yeah, I, I think it. I think it's Jaron as well. On in terms of the fouls, he his number it has dropped. Um, he's at his second lowest rate of his career at 3.6 per game, which is you know it, it's still a lot, but it's not like people, you know, exaggerate and say like he's gonna foul out every game. Like, no, it's it's gotten better, and I think mm. it will con- it'll it'll continue to get better too. As he? he's only twenty three, yeah, and he's been in so, what five yeah. years, yeah. So as as he gets older and gets smarter, um, you know that number will, that number will drop. <clears throat> um, and there's bigs, a play. Bigs there's generally a... try and get fouled a lot too, eh? between three and four per yeah. game. So it's not. Three point six yeah. is not a big it's number. Not, it's not as bad. Like everyone's it's like, it's not four point oh, five you know, or five. Yeah, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, people are like, oh, he can't stay in games because he's always in foul trouble. Like, no, he picks up more fouls than he should. But you know, it's it, manageable. It's, yeah. Um, there was a play, or there's a, a clip going around where Jaron's talking to Kyrie at the All Star game, getting his advice on on something, and then it goes to the next time when Dallas played Memphis. And Kyrie tried doing this move on Jaron, and Jaron shuts him down at the perimeter, mm. and uh, and ends up blocking his layup. And um, yeah, like it shows that he's a very intelligent, def- like he he absorbs information and he uses that, and he's he's smart enough to do that on the fly, especially against someone as creative and innovative as Kyrie Irving. Um, you know, to end up like forcing him into a, a layup where he can block it is is pretty pretty crazy. So, um, yeah, no, my pick's definitely Jaron. Um, and I think he's uh, an elite defender. Yeah, his timing is yeah. just fucking on point. It's awesome. Um, shout outs, uh, the Cavs, Biggs, Mobley, and Jared Allen. Yeah. Uh, Nick Claxton, I too, had, had a very good year. Giannis, yeah, he too. fell off a little bit. Brooke, yeah. Uh, Claxton fell off a little bit. But Brooke yeah, he Lopez, probably could, you could chuck into that mix as well. Yeah, I thought he had a really good defensive year. 
Yeah, Giannis, I think, is always great, and because he's a former MVP and mm. he does on the other end, he sort of, you know, it's just like, oh, yeah. But yeah, he's always really awesome. Drew, always yeah, awesome. Yeah, those that that Bucks team yeah, have Bucks, got three yeah. um, first team or NBA or all NBA defensive guys. You know, you always have to give those three props. Yep, for sure. So, uh, your boys too. I think Twain. I think Embiid. It's just consistency with Embiid. I think. Mm. Uh, but you know, he he should be mentioned. Also, yeah, you know, I, thought, I thought he had a decent um, defensive year this year. From what you know, when I watched their games, like there was a lot of times where you know, obviously guys would get past Harden, and you know, you know, not too hard to do given how shit he is on that side of the ball. Um, and he would always cover up, you know, eighty percent of the, you know, eighty percent of the time. Um, very good in the Boston game. I think Tatum got past. Um, Harden I really recovered. Eh? Yeah, he recovered, yeah. blocked it against the one, pinned it against the backboard, got the ball down to Melton. I think it was a three in the corner sort of thing. Um, he's always switching on to, you know, the number one scorers on teams and doing pretty decent job on them. So, like, yeah, um, not as good as the other guys we mentioned, but, like, just because of the offensive load he has to carry as well. Um, so, no, yeah, I thought he had a pretty decent two-way season. He was much better defensively this year than he was last year, put it that way. Sure. Shout out to Anthony Melton, too. I think he's really, he's one of the <sighs> sort of best sort of defensive guards out there. So, that's why they made the move, you know, to get rid of Fireball because, you know, they were very pleased with how Melton had been with them, I guess. Yeah, pro- almost as good defensively, yeah, but mm. also shoot. <laughs> Which, yeah, you can shoot way better. <laughs> <laughs> and score, basically. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, right. Six man. I'll go first on this one. Um, I've mm. gone, I think there's a couple of candidates here, but I've ultimately gone Malcolm Brogdon. From the Celtics, um, I don't think there's any of them have real strong cases as what previous years have been. Mm. But just, it's just I've seen what I've seen of Brogdon. He's that that composure, the character, the defense, along with the playmaking. He just sort of along with Derek White too, and Derek White, his teammate, sort of similar in that regard. So they just have they sort of fit seamlessly into that Boston setup. Um, you know, they do a bit of everything. So yeah, it's I think there's are some other candidates. You guys might have say someone else, but yeah, I just went with Brogdon. I don't think there was any real big standouts for six man this year. But I think just being on a winning team makes an impact when he comes on, does all the sort of dirty work. And uh he's sort of not that traditional score that you know, you think of that. Like a Tyler Hero or Lou Will and even yeah, Montrez in the past, you know, like they come on, they score a lot of points. He's not that guy. Mm. Um but yeah, I've I've gone Brogdon. I think he he makes a good impact off the bench. Yeah, I've gone Brogdon as well. Um almost fifteen points a game, four rebounds, three, four assists basically in twenty six minutes per game. Just pisses me off that they fucking the Celtics stole him for basically nothing. <laughs> yeah, and then they no fucking he just walks into a you know really talented team and he's just basically their backup point point guard now. And you know having that kind of luxury of fucking godsend if you're a team like that, you know just being able to you know do all these weird little lineup changes that they can use with him. He's a really good playmaker, um, and it's good to see him. Like the last couple of years, he's been a bit 
dodgy with the injuries. Like he's had a yeah. bit of bad injury luck. But this year he played 67 games and it was I was quite surprised. You know, it was good to see him actually healthy because he's one of my favorite guys to watch when, especially when he was on Indiana. Like he was really good. Um, just pisses pisses me off that the Celtics got got him for fucking nothing. Yeah, Aiden, who have you gone? Uh, I've gone different. I've gone Emmanuel quickly. Um, like a lot of people are using the fact that quickly started 21 games against them, um, but he still qualifies with a threshold, and he played nearly the same amount of games coming off the bench as Brogdon did because Brogdon missed, I think, 15 games with injury. Um, so if you if you even if you rule out the starts that quickly had, the the averages are pretty close to the same. Uh, the games played are pretty close to the same, and I just think that quickly's impact on the Knicks because him stepping up is a big reason why the Knicks mm. sort of, sort of dish it out. Um, yeah, I, it 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 can go either way, and I don't I don't care out of those two who get it, but I think it's a two horse race. But I just think people are ruling quickly out because he started twenty one games. But if you take out those twenty one games, the numbers are very similar and quickly. Mm. Um, if you look at things like you know uh, plus minus and, and shit like that, quickly has a bit more of a, a an impact than than Brogdon. I see where you're coming from. Like Boston, we're going to be good regardless, right? Like that, you know, they're yeah. always going to be you know top of the East or near the top of the East, with yeah. or without them. Whereas Quickly's you know emergence was very vital to the Knicks' success, and yeah, that probably means more in the longer run for you. So. You're actually kind of twisting my arm here a bit because I was like, now that I'm listening to you talk, I'm like, maybe it is quickly just because of that because no one really expected the Knicks to be, you know, in the top five in the East for I didn't anyway. Yeah, yeah, neither did I. I think, I think on that one, I think with me, I went chose Brogdon over quick because I looked at it quickly quite a bit, but I think his impact was actually more of actually when he started those games, like when he's dropped that 38 and. Like his defense was always good, but maybe his offensive impact was better when he started. But I don't know if that should should that take points of him. I don't know. But uh, I think Brogdon still ended up scoring more quickly. But yeah, quickly his defense was really really good, and he was a major part of that good good run that the Knicks had over the second half of the season. So if he won it, I wouldn't be fast. I, I think I think it's closer than. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, like I'm, I'm not fussed out of that to who gets it, but I think people are ruling quickly out purely because the games are started, and I think that's, you know, I don't that's think pretty that's, dumb to be honest. Yeah, like if 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 he'd started like forty games, then yeah, of course. But you know, like like I said, you take out the games he started, and he's came off the bench for nearly the same amount of games that Brogdon has, and and the the numbers are still very similar. So yeah. yeah. Like yeah. he's been fucking good the last two weeks or so. Like I yeah. saw his numbers the last couple of weeks, and it's like thirty, you know, thirty-seven and seven or something, and twenty-eight here and there. And like, fuck this guy. Yeah, really good. Uh, shout out on shout out Ben Matherin, rookie. Mm. He's more in that traditional sort of come in and score some buckets, six-man type role guy. Um, but French he, Kawhi. <laughs> Canadian, oh, Canadian, eh, sorry, Canadian. Canadian but he's from, is he from Haiti? I think he's Haitian background, but grew up in Canada. Something like that. He knows like four languages. He's one of those dudes. Um, shout out to him. He sort of dropped off over the later part of the season with how the paces were going, but 
for a while there, he was like, oh, can he win six-man and rookie of the year same, same season? So definitely scored some buckets at the first half of the season. So shout-out to him too. Um, MVP, who wants to take this one? Twain, you, nah, Twain, nah, you want to take I'll, this one? Nah, you, you two start. <laughs> oh, Aiden, Aiden can start on MVP. Uh, I'm gonna it's, start it's by. Very close I'm gonna to I'm gonna that. start by apologising to Twain for what I'm about to say <laughs> about his boy. Um, Embiid's going to get it, but Embiid's going to get it because he did a little interview where he uh, had to be snodge his competitors. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he had Doc Rivers talking him up. Uh, and Doc Rivers said, oh, I don't care who gets it. And then he's talking it in, like, <laughs> after three fucking games, like, saying how Embiid should be the MVP. Like, it's 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 a narrative-based award, and Embiid played the narrative game the best, and that's why he's going to get it. Um, you're saying, I, I don't you're wanna... saying Jokic didn't play the narrative game? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to go and uh, jump on my uh, harness. Yeah, I just want to go horse. race my horses. Like, yeah. yeah, Jokic cares the least out of any. Um, but even if you don't have Jokic, I don't personally see the argument for Embiid over Giannis. I just don't see it. The Bucks have a better team. Um, per 36, Giannis beats Embiid in pretty much every single stat. It's I, I just I don't see it. And also, like when Embiid was out, that's when Philly started winning right at the start of the season. So I think mm. it, it, it is it is splitting hairs. And I think. Philly fans, not not you, because you're like actually logical. But you, you know the the You're saying Philly fans aren't logical. Yeah, yes I am. Yeah. Um, the, the, you know the the stupid Philly fan. They've made me dislike and be, and I hate that because I actually do like him a lot. Mm. But I I just I don't see the argument for Embiid. But he played the narrative game the best. Mm. Um, even I don't know if you saw Giannis did an interview yesterday or today, and he he took a couple shots at Embiid. Because he said, um, you know, he said he was asked if he felt like he should be the MVP this season. And, you know, fuck yes. I, he said he feels like the last five seasons he's been the MVP. Um, but he said he will never, um, he will never play the, what did he say? Like something about never play the narrative. He'll never, he'll never beg for MVP and he'll never do something else. And it was very clearly shots at Embiid. I like that. I like Giannis having a bit of a stab at Embiid. Yeah, yeah. I'm well, a, I'm Eastern Conference, even Eastern Conference rivals, you know, there's, you know, there's a good to maybe slim, you know, chance that those two run into each other at some point in the next, you know, couple of years or so. So obviously, you know, there's, you know, there is some, you know, what's the what's the word? I'm not not um hater, not hating, but like professional rivalry. It's yeah. A, it's, yeah. It's like they're keeping it professional. Um, look, I hear. I hear everyone's arguments for Embiid, and I get it honestly. Like I wish, you know, it would it didn't have to come down to what Aiden mentioned with the little snarky comments and the little, you know, the doc fucking PR media shit. I wish it didn't have to come down to that, but yeah, just this year sort of left a bit of a sour taste in my mouth in the terms of this race because it just felt like the the organization itself went to a low. To, to prove a point, like it just even Daryl Morey on Twitter, like just posting up just random shit all the time about Embiid. Um, it was just very more is just, a shocker for that, eh? Yeah, like what just, it used to do with Harden, too. Like, yeah, yeah, Harden's exactly. the best player in the NBA, yeah, 
it's the same it was the same thing when he was in Houston um it just and it takes away from like how truly special that these two are like like they're so polar opposite of one another but like it's just it just sucks as a fan of one of them it feels like I can't appreciate the other one just because like mm. you know I remember I went <laughs> I went on Twitter oh, fuck I can't even remember when it was I think it was last year's MVP race and I said something on one of the I think it was Liberty Ballers that was like the Sixers um you know fucking page in it now basically said something along the just the lines of like you know both candidates are deserving but i feel Jokic is the winner just because but why can't we just appreciate both because you know mm. p- people on there were being stupid with it mm. and then some dickhead just comes along and he goes oh if you're gonna be a sixers fan you can't you say something yeah. like that and i was like what like that's yeah see that's yeah. what i was talking about stupid sixes yeah it's just like and it just it just makes my experience as a Sixers fan just makes it a bit hard because it's like, fuck, like I've always been someone that always tries to be, you know, non-biased or, you know, logical with my sport takes or whatnot. But yeah, like fucking feels like I'm caught in a rock in a hard place. If I say mm. Jokic, it feels like, oh, fuck, I'm not being true to the, you know, to my favorite team's best player. And then mm. if I say the other one, I'm like, oh, fuck, it, you know, it's only because you're a Sixers fan. That's the only reason why you're yeah, saying yeah, yeah. it, you know? So, fuck. That's why I didn't want to start this stupid fucking conversation in the first place. <laughs> um, I just found the, the Giannis quote. So, hang on. I'll read it out. So, he says, Look, I will never try to create a narrative about the work I put in, and maybe that might hurt me because I believe the last five years I've been the MVP. Do I want a third v- MVP? Hell fucking year, I want a third one. I'm extremely competitive. I try to make my team successful. That's what I get paid for. That's what I'm here for. I'm never going to be the one who discredits anybody else's work. That's not who I am as a person, and I will never beg for an MVP award that I believe I deserve. So there's like three shots at Embiid in that. Mm. They're creating a narrative, discrediting somebody else's work, and begging for an MVP. I, I don't know if Embiid is begged. I wouldn't go that far. Other people have sort of begged for, mm. but it's yeah, that, it's other people yeah. that have, yeah. like you said, like he. Besides that interview he did, was it two weeks ago or whatever? He yeah. really hasn't said anything towards it. Like yeah. even in the past couple of years, I think he's always been pretty complimentary of Jokic. It was only sort of you know that interview a couple of weeks ago where I thought he sort of took a bit of a shot at him. Yeah, I, um, I, I that interview made him look so bad though. Yeah, it did, yeah, and it, it just it made him look ruined like, it. Yeah, it it did, it did, and like, but before that, even the yeah. last two I years, agree. he was yeah. very complimentary um, yeah. and all that sort of thing. But yeah, it wasn't a good look to you know, and it just like, as an organization thing, like Maury's doing it, Rivers is doing it, mm-hmm. like it just feels like you know they're campaigning for a fucking politician. Yeah, 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 that's exactly mm-hmm. what it feels like, yeah. and it's gross. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, also, John Hollinger. I don't know if you guys saw. I I think he's um, a bit of a fucking munter. I like, agree. Like the I person that gives Chandler Parsons a hung in is not a smart person. You should shut the fuck up, eh? Yeah. <laughs> but what did he, he said? Hang on, I'm gonna find it. I'm gonna find it because he's voting for Embiid. I'm gonna find the quote because it's like really fucking dumb. It's gonna prove it. Or it's dude. This supposed to be so analytical and smart. He comes up with some weird takes. Yeah. Wasn't he the guy that started P? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so okay. Aiden, I, just... I can't. I oh. can't find it. Hang on. I'll really quickly just say it, it, along the lines of he goes. I'm voting for Embiid. Voter fatigue is not the correct term, but I don't think it's fair 
that after this season, either Jokic will have three or Giannis will have three and Embiid will have zero. So that's why I'm voting for Embiid. It's like, that's literally voter fucking fatigue, you idiot. Mm. <laughs> as I said, as a smart analytical guy of what he's supposed to be, he's got yeah. some weird takes. He's a fucking munter. It's a seasonal award. It does not yeah. matter how many awards they won yeah. for this season. It's purely on this season. Going back, Aiden, you never said who you're picking. Are you picking Jokic or are you picking Yannick? Oh, I, Embiid is going to win it. But who are you If I, if I had to pick, I, I think it's Jokic. I think it's far and away Jokic. Like the, the far and away of, Jokic? Or? Yes, because the idea of the award is the most valuable player. You take Jokic off the Nuggets and they're one of the worst teams in the entire league. Like, I don't know if I'd go that far, but not, not, I okay, not, not far and away, but he's got a I think he's, when you're looking at what the award is, he's got a lead over the other two. Um, for exercise here, if you swapped both of them over, so if you put Embiid on Denver and you put Jokic, Jokic on the, on the Sixers, Sixers. Sixers, do you think the Sixers are the number one seed in the East? Oh, I'm just thinking of the makeup. That's, I, that's I, tough. I think Embiid works best on a squad that he's on, and I think Jokic so, works yeah. best on the squad. I, I, I agree with Because they're built that. around both of them in a I, way. I, I agree yeah. with that. And I will say that, I mean, obviously Embiid is better defensively than Jokic, and I think Philly relies on Embiid's defense. So I think Jokic coming in there, I think it would hurt them a little bit. Yep, that's true. But like, I feel like if Jokic is on the sixes, I feel like Tobias Harris would be averaging like 21 yeah, oh, yeah. points. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, because yeah. those, what's that stat? It was like, was it, he generates 49%, assist, like his assist rate was like 49% or something like that. I can't remember yeah, what it was. It's, it's, like, it's ridiculous. And it's he, stupid. Yeah. He, he like, averages six, uh, 10 assists a game. He averages mm. on 16 assists, potential assists. Mm. So only six shots that he creates aren't converting in a game. That's mm. not. Yeah. Like, it, it shows that he's putting his players exactly where they need to be to score. Hey, like, if you look at like the advanced stats, Jokic is dominating all of them. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's even top of the defensive ones, which he shouldn't fucking be, but he is. Yeah. So, that, I mean, that shows the flaw in this. Like, I'll, I'll never say try and say that Jokic is a good defender I think he's smart I think he's like he knows how to play defense he understands offensive systems like there's a play in the playoffs last year when he's on the bench and he's screaming that it's going to be a lob before it happens but I just don't think he has the the athleticism to keep up so mm. it's, uh, but I don't think he's as bad a defender as people say he is but he's not a good defender yeah he's had some Bad games too, which yeah, I know yeah, seems worse. Yeah, yeah. He, um, but like fucking most people have games. Most, yeah. Mo I was just gonna say most people have bad games too. I remember, uh, I remember the start of the season. Embiid had a couple of bad ones, and I he started he rough. Yeah, he was he, really rough, rough defensively. Yeah, it was like yeah. the first ten games or so. Yeah, yeah. And I was a bit concerned, but then obviously he righted he, the ship. He yeah, he definitely picked. Um, yeah. he was good. Just, just the reason why I brought that exercise up too is just because. Honestly, I I feel like if Jokic was on the Sixers, like their offense would be like fucking insane. Given how many, you oh know, yeah, it would be insane. But then it's hard too because it's like if Embiid was on Denver, like the Ross, I still feel like they would be pretty decent. I still think they'll be a top two, top three seed. 
with even if he was there. I think yeah. for, for me, like, what are the main points? Like, had the Harden and Bead combo mm. works so well. And I just don't think it will work as good to Harden and Jokic. Mm. And then, like, and be going to Denver, like, why is Aaron Gordon having a career year? It's because of Jokic. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's Why true. does Michael Porter, you know, just need to take jump shots because of Jokic? Like, mm. they've got guys like Bruce Bauer and KCP, they're guys, they're going to cut, they're going to defend, they're going to shoot open shots. Like, mm. yeah, they can do that around and be, but it works better to me. So yeah. I think they're the ideal player for setups. I just um, think too, I just think too, like going back to what Aiden was saying, about that interview as well, and I forgot to mention it. The fact that he said that and then didn't play when they yeah. scheduled to play each other, yeah, 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 that's, yeah. he dropped that, out of a matchup. Yeah, like, yeah, he that was a pitch. A, yeah, like to me, that sort of like when I saw that, I was like, bro, if you're gonna say it with your chest, go and go yeah. and prove it. Like the last time you two played, you he, had a massive he, game against he did. Yeah, he did. so yeah. like go and go do it again if you really yeah, feel go like up your trash. Yeah. Or, if you really feel like you're the best center in the league, go and you know go and beat him on his own court. I think they got Jokic and Bart's eh? It did, it did. I know there was a lot of people after that little soliloquy that he did. You know, I know Ken because Kendrick, like you know, Kendrick Perkins is Kendrick Perkins. Like, let's not take his word <laughs> oh, for he's anything. He's idiot. a fuckwit, obviously. And but he was very pro Embiid for a long time. But when that happened. It was quite interesting to see him sort of say like, "Oh fuck, he was ducking him," you know that sort of thing. I was just, I was like, "Hmm, that's interesting." Because although, although just yesterday he said it's Embiid. Yeah, so <laughs> you know, that was, yeah, so you can't really take his fucking word for anything, right? But like at the time, it was like a lot of people were like, "Oh, you say all that shit, and then you sort of you're ducking, you know, the big heavyweight fight now." Yeah, I hate it because if Embiid does win, like it'll be like, oh, it's just because they no one wanted Jokic to win there. Mm. I hate that for him because I think yeah, it's uh, like a like worthy it, candidate. And and it, it'll uh, like that's probably how it's going to look. And that's how some people will look back at it. Um, I, I think there's some truth. To it. Like I really like. I mean, you you saw what Hollinger just said. Mm. You know, yeah. literally talking. He's voting because of voter fatigue. He doesn't want um fucking. Giannis it just seems like a Jokic conversation getting... every year that we like. Every time we we us three jump on this pod, we just seems the last couple of years we seem to be having this com- same conversation, right? Like this whole voter fatigue and how the voters like are gonna vote this way or that way, and it just feels like is there something we can do to like fix this so that you know we don't get people voting. With that kind of mindset, you know, like it's it, human emotion, bro. Yeah, oh, it's hard know. to That's check it. It'll be fixed. It's just yeah. one no, of those yeah. It's that or computerize it. You create some crazy simulation program, computerize yeah. it. But then you're going to get someone who plays like three games that goes great. Like Cam Thomas will get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the but, PER numbers will be like yeah. out the chain, off the chain there. But yeah, I think it's just something you have to deal with. But maybe lessening the amount of people who get votes. Like, like let's ha- let's have a cor- the correct selection yeah. policy. Yeah. Eh? Like have okay. people that like maybe like a panel of like seven or eight people. You don't yeah. need yeah. you don't need okay. Stephen A. Smith to have a vote. You, you don't, don't need Bill Simmons or Kendrick Perkins to have a vote. Let's like, pick some really smart people that are in the know. Like Nikias, like Zach Lowe, that sort of person to Fuck vote I'd on. Love it if, 
let Nikias just pick all the awards. Yeah, just I would you know, be fine with that. And it's funny keep... saying that too. Kevin O'Connor is going to vote Giannis. I don't hate that. Like, it, yeah. it's Kevin. O- I got to admit, Kevin O'Connor's had some weird fucking takes lately uh, the last couple of years. But uh, that's yeah. For the most part, he at least backs up his weird takes. Mm. It's not like Kendrick Perkins where he jumps on a trend and then like the next week he changes it because he had no reason to be fucking saying that shit. His mm. comebacks carry on. Yeah. And then and then it sucks too because like like I don't know if you guys noticed the last maybe month or so, it seems like a lot of the players in the league are like pushing this narrative of Embiid yep. over Jokic. Like yep. Um, Dame, Dame. Yeah. Like it just uh, Yeah, there's been a few. It, it just feels like a very forced thing that's been that's happened. And I just for me, just being obviously being a Sixers fan, I'd love for him to get recognized for what he's done, but mm. I don't need the other fucking you know the other players in the league to fucking vouch for him to do it. You know what I mean? Like that, yeah. that's yeah. what sort of pisses me off about this whole thing. Like you said, Aiden, like he's gonna win it because of the mm. the players, yeah. you know, talking about it and everything else. But yeah, just it's just, this this particular MVP race has left a very sour mm. taste in my mouth. Yeah, mine too. Yeah, it's sort of like the guy that wins it. There's going to be all this baggage with it, isn't it? Yeah, it yeah. Won't. and then like let's you know let's say he does win it, you know, and he you know he doesn't you know doesn't advance or go very past the second round or whatever, and then it's just going to create another narrative again, like just this unnecessary negativity. And there's the same with Jokic. If Jokic was to win it again for the third time and he doesn't get to the finals or whatever, mm. again he gets unfairly put this you know this thing on to him as well so it's like just no matter how hard no where you turn you're always gonna sort of just face that negativity i guess is the whole point i'm trying to make yeah and just like in like 10 years time and say if the bucks go through win the championship mm. and Giannis doesn't get the mvp people go Giannis was the best mm. player in the league yeah mm-hmm. straight and he only well, like, got two mvps like the what same thing with jordan thinking? yeah with malone when malone won those two right like people go back and say, like, you know, fuck, just Malone didn't win the title, so he shouldn't have got them sort of thing. But, yeah, fuck Carl Malone, by the way. Yeah, I think that's... Yeah. Um, like, I think the LeBron one, you know, people bring up LeBron or, like... The Curry. Derrick Rose one? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, one that's, that's like, quite contentious. Yeah. I think the Malone one should have been... Yeah, 100%. Fuck, 100%. Yeah, because yeah, Malone... Malone could have been the MVP of the prison with that guy. <laughs> prison FC. Did you guys see that? Old footage of him elbowing fucking Ed, David Ed, Robinson when the fucking heat. Yeah, it? it was David Robinson, wasn't it? Yeah, David Robinson. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. love that video a couple of weeks ago of um Kenyon Martin <laughs> just, like fuck, yeah, just fucking <laughs> fucking him up. Yeah, like fucking JBL clothesline from Hellstyle. Yeah, yeah like, fucking that was that was awesome. Yeah. As soon as I retweeted it, I knew Aiden would like it straight away. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fuck, is there anything better than a like? Um, yeah I've even said mine I'm going Jokic um, closely followed by B closely followed by Giannis Mm. I think it's very close yeah I don't need it we've talked all the points so yeah that's my picks for MVP Um, now did you boys we said we're going to do our own little um, awards too did you get a oh no no well I'll go over mine um I've done a comeback player of the year. I'll I'll say who I've got. I have, I have one. I have one for that. 
Okay. Well, it'll be interesting to see who you do. You go east. Um, I'm going Markel Fultz. Yeah. He was good, eh? Really good. He was really really good. good. But where he was at, I thought that dude was gone. I thought he was gone from the league. Like a lost hope. Yeah, lost hope. Fucking. Yeah. He's going to be the starting point guard for the Keynes Taipans type thing, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, jump shot just gone. Um, yeah. But really good defensively, good playmaker, and yeah, getting that confidence back on offense. See, and that hurts me even more. Like, <laughs> why didn't we? Why did we? People like, give up put, on the guys too early, man. Because like, tra- that was that guy that we traded him for. Uh Jonathan Simmons. That's it's like, come mm-hmm. on, like, why? Like, why don't you just stick out the young guy? Like, even if it is gonna take longer. Like, look at him. Like, he would, like, if he was on this roster right now, he would fucking be no doubt he'd be an asset. I feel like a lot of the reason he did come through is because there's a lot less pressure in Orlando. Yeah. yeah true. Definitely That's helps. true. Because Philly fans are fucking mental. I just remember that. I just remember that summer league, man, when he came onto the scene before whatever happened. And I was, look, I was like, what yeah, is this? Boy. Like, yeah, I was like, this is fucking out the gate, whatever this is. And then it got really excited and then just, yeah, just, well, I'm happy for him. Like, I'll, you, this is one thing Sixers fans are good at for. Like, whenever he does something good, they don't hate on him. They they always got his back, regardless. Yeah. Like, I've yeah, noticed remember, that a lot that. of Sixers fans got his back. Yeah, man. I mean, that Philly thing is like, yeah, he's perfect guard to have alongside Simmons. You know, Simmons is a defensive guy. Fultz will just be more of that scorer type. <laughs> sort of setting up for you with him. Um, yeah. Yeah. But no, it's good to see him come back. So that's my comeback player. Do you guys? Mm. Who do you guys go with? Yeah, um, that one. That one's better than the one head. But I mm. want to just uh, shout out Dennis Smith. Yeah, I like. I like it. I actually, I, I, I noted him down. He, uh, um, he was thinking he about was good. the NFL. That's yeah, you know he would have been. He trained as a cornerback, I think I read. Yeah, which oh, is like the yeah. hardest fucking position to play in the NFL. Like that is like seriously the hardest position to play, and he was doing quite well at it too. So he's got hops. Um, yeah, athleticism um, for sure. Um, I'm gonna go a bit of a, you know, bit of a common pick here of mine, but I think I'll go Dane for comeback player of the year. Like, I, I like, like that, bro. I like um, that. Yeah. Just because last 18 months or so, like a lot of people thought he was done. Um, I thought, you know, a lot of people were saying, like, you know, he was just not the same guy anymore and all that sort of thing. And fuck, proved everyone wrong, didn't he? Yeah, man. He had a ma- massive season. Um, just, like you said, it's a shame that the Portland couldn't push for a play in spot or whatever because he was playing really, really well before they shut him down. Um, but yeah, like I, I think honestly, you know, man, like I, I thought it felt like I thought like just like us, like on mm. our podcast talking about Dane, like everyone out, like nearly everyone was writing. Was out, yeah, was out. We were like, hang on, we're talking about Dame, one of the hardest working dudes, loyal as shit, determined as shit, like skilled as hell. Mm. We're like, what are, what are people? What are we missing? Yeah, yeah, man. We, I think we were like part of the fury that. Was like, nah, this this dude, he's gonna come. Like, we didn't like, and he come back with a vengeance. It's it's a pity about a thing, but him personally, what he did was awesome. Yeah, so I, I like that pick, man. Mm, yeah, it's a good pick as well. Um, a couple of other ones here, Dunk of the Year. Um, I'll just shout out a couple. 
first before my actual pick. I'm going to pick, it's, <laughs> it's the same dude, dunking on the same dude two times, and they're both awesome oh, dunks. Yeah. Can you guys guess who I'm going to say? It's, it's, uh, fucking, it's, uh, is it, is it Sengun getting dunked on? Yes. It's by Ant, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Twice. One was that, it was almost like a 2K dunk. It was a two-handed one. Yeah. And he just kept on moving. <laughs> the two-handed, yeah, he just sort of floated, but the power, Shingun just got moved back. Yeah, that was a good one. And then uh, and a one-handed one too. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, twice Ant Man on Shingun just postalized them. Um, and another guy who had two really really good dunks was another guy we talked about tonight, Laurie Markinen on Vooch. Yeah. yeah, Vooch has got dunked on many many times this season too. By the way, when I was doing some research, he's he, he's the um, guy on the back of the poster getting getting posterized Vooch this year. Yeah. And uh, Zubat is another one who's been posted a few times. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was, he always seems who, to get stuffed there. Who was the one David Roddy dunked on? Was that Zubats? Like, yeah. This was just a couple of days ago. It was Zubats, eh? Yeah. It was Zubats. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That yeah. one was awesome. Yeah, that was a goodie. That was a goodie. Um, so that was shout outs. But my dunk of the year goes to Jamarant, that cockback, fucking one handed. One on Jalen Smith. Just oh, yeah, 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 yeah. how far his arm went back was just crazy. It wasn't it wasn't as like a what he didn't body Jalen Smith, but just the elevation, the savageness from it. That was my favorite. Yeah, so Jar's always gonna be in the conversation with his crazy tongue. And man too's been he's always up there, so there's been some good dunks. If if anyone wants to go back and look through there, there's been some goodies. It really has. But yeah, no, that jar one was my favourite. Um, clutch moment. Does any stand out for you, Goris, you can think of? It's like if you look at clutch moments, say, hey, like, fuck, De'Aaron Fox has got to be in a lot of these. That, well, <laughs> those moments, there's, hey, a, like, there's a clutch award this year. Yeah, I saw that there was. That's got to be De'Aaron Fox award. Yeah, that's his award. Um, it seems like it just seemed like this year. Every time I opened any sort of social media and opened the NBA, he was doing something fucked up in overtime or to force it to overtime or to win the game. Yeah, um, well, that, that uh, his, he's my pick. Yeah. So to me, the the moment was versus the Magic overtime. Yeah. Seven seconds left, and uh, in overtime, um, that yeah, three from the logo. No, yeah. It's just, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the magic. Even um oh. you know, for second place, you know, for clutch, like Jason Tatum was just fuck he's fucking there was a few the games dunk? that she, the dunk I'm and I'm just then, trying to think who there was was against. It was a good team too. Was it you was, got no. No, it wasn't us. I know the one that you're thinking about with us. Because then he was, he shut down Oh it was, the, it was the it was the Cavs. It was the Cavs. Yeah, he shut it yeah. down Donovan Mitchell mm-hmm. on the last on the net on the so he he went up on the dunk, then he shut down Mitchell on the last position. Mm-hmm. So that double clutch. Double clutch. Offense and the defense. Um there was a game they played the Sixers uh, a couple months back and real tight game. Like winter, you know, it was a one point game or whatever and fucking I just knew he had a shit game 
It was like six for 15 or whatever it was. But he got the last shot, and I just knew as soon as that fucker left the bo- his hand, it was going in. And what do you know, swish. It was yeah. like two seconds or something, half a second, he got that shot off. And he's another one where you just feel like if the game's any sort of close or whatever, he's the one that can ice it for them. Yeah, and his his shooting numbers haven't been the greatest too, but it shows you no. he steps up when, when needed. When needed, yeah. Yeah, I just want to sh- uh, sh- quick shout out a guy that we just brought up, Aiden. Uh, well, you did, Twain, come uh, comeback player. Dennis mm. Smith, Dennis Smith, man, um, against the Warriors. Just a real impressive. He made a um, game-tying layup against the Warriors, like six seconds left, like a tough layup. Um, I think it was like through like Looney and Draymond, mm. and then he like put on a fucking clinic against Curry, just just, and then he just shut Curry down basically one on one defensively to um, keep keep the scores tight, and then you guys went on to to beat them. Mm. Um, yeah, the Hornets went on to beat the Warriors, so that was a real impressive clutch moment for me, offense and defense. Mm. Dennis Smith Jr. I actually so, forgot about that. So, yeah. yeah. Glad you brought that up because that was, that was great. Yeah. Um, I think Shea was up there in the wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. I do remember he hit the game winner over Toronto. I watched me and my, me and my son watched that game live. And as soon as he took it, he took like this mid range from an inbound. And as soon as he took it, I told Don, I was like, oh, that's game. And then, yeah, splashed it. Yeah. Yeah. His mid range has been great. The season, yeah, there's there's plenty of other big big shots um, yeah. this year, so yeah, he's good stuff. But yeah, Fox, I think deserves he he's been the best player in the clutch all, all season. So yeah, yeah, right. All well, NBA. Let's just run through these quickly to wrap things up. We don't need to run into it much. Um, I'll you wanna, should we should we start with like all rookie and all defense? Oh yeah, yeah. We I mean, finish on all NBA. Okay, yeah. all rookie. Uh, I'll go through my first team. Paolo, number one. Yeah, got to be unanimous. Oh, and, also, and he's he gets rookie, rookie of the year, right? Yeah. Rookie of the year is Paolo. Jalen Williams with a good, strong push towards the end. Uh, Bean Math, good push at the start. Um, also, Keegan Murray deserves a shot. So, But Paolo's had the biggest impact as a rookie. His efficiency isn't as good as some of those guys, but... Mm. He's been asked to do a big bulk of the work there. Yeah. And, man, the potential in this dude is, is great. So, yeah, Paolo's my rookie of the year and leading my all-rookie first team. Um, I'll just carry on with my first team since I did it. Jalen Williams, he's second on it. Keegan Murray's another guy. But um, Ben Math, I think, dropped off quite a bit, so he doesn't make my top team. I've actually put in Javon Ivey. You'd think, you'd think it might be a bit of bias, but go and have a look at the numbers. He's... As a because he's his playmaking is the difference. So I was thinking t- tossing up between him and Ben Math, and their scoring's the same, but Ivy's playmaking skills have has um, really really improved, and and I think he's averaged like seven assists over the last like thirty games or something, pretty mm. big. So that's my difference between Ivy and Ben Math. Mm. Um, so Ivy snuck on there and um. Was that four or five? Hang on. Yeah, I, yeah you've only named four. Oh, no, and then that, uh, oh, yeah, Ben Math will be my fifth guy. So, yeah, both of them made it. Not a... Um, Ivy over. Not a, not a certain guy? No, he's going to make my second team. I went Ben Math. 15 points, I think, average, Ben Math. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. 
Uh, I think I really like Kessler, but he's making my second team. He would have been the he's the first off the ranking team, but I think he got talked up a bit too much. I think just because he was the guy in that Go Bear trade, and he he had a couple of really nice big games. Was sort of, and because Utah's run too, he was sort of in the limelight a bit. Mm. So I think he's overhyped just a little bit. He he's a really good defender and stuff, but yeah, that's why he's second team. Um, yeah, Twain, you want to go over your rookie of the year and your your first team? Yeah, uh, rookie of the year, um, pretty pretty you yeah, know stock standard. Paolo, yeah. Um, I know your eye is on him. Yeah, um, gave me a lot of Chris Webber vibes. Um, very you know strong, mature body at his young age and then the playmaking um, and surprisingly got to the line a lot for a rookie. Like he's very good at drawing contact, um, not something you associate with uh, rookies being good at early on, um, but he was really good in that regard. Um, but for my first team, I went Paolo, obviously. Uh, I went Kessler um, just because, you know, he was probably the best, you know, traditional center of the draft class, I thought. Um uh, Benny, Benny Mafferin, you already mentioned. Uh, Keegan Murray, I went for the other forward spot. Good, solid uh, season. Eh? Yes, very good. And really most came. Reese? Yes, a... most Reese for a rookie, um, which was funny because one of his, like I remember when we did the profiles, when the draft was, is that he wasn't he wasn't really reliable as a jump shot. Like the, he had a really good three-point season, the college season before he draft got drafted. But a lot of people were suggesting that it might have been like a one- one hit wonder thing could have been a, you know, anomaly for him, but he's actually maintained it in the pros, which is really good. And then I went lastly, I went with Jalen Williams. You know, he was pretty good after the All Star break. Had that it was a thirty five and five game when was just after the All Star break. I saw yeah, um, a big game against us. I think they might have ended up scoring thirty five. Nah, I think yeah. it was like twenty two against us or something like that. Um, yeah, he was just really really good for them so that was my sort of my top five um nothing it's pretty stock standard but you know everyone sort of had the same sort of five that i did so yeah that's who i went with nice Hayden. yeah uh yeah rookie paolo uh i think it's it's pretty easy other guys sort of made a case here and there throughout the season but paolo was consistently the best rookie um so obviously he's in my first team um, I think we've all picked sort of the same six guys, but we've all left one off the first team. So my five, along with Paolo, is Jalen Williams, Keegan Murray, Walker Kessler, Jaden Ivey. Mm. Um, I've I've dropped I've dropped uh, Benny, Benny off to my second team. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's I don't re- I, I it was out of him and Ivy for my last spot. And what you said, Carl, is my reasoning too. The playmaking for Ivy just gets him over. Ben Math. Ben Math. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you, you might as well go over your second team, mate. So my, my second team is uh, Matherin, uh, Jabari Smith, um, Jeremy Sochan. Uh, I, I really wanted to get Shade and Sharp on there, but I think he only just came on strong late in the season. Yeah. Um, he wasn't, well, wasn't really playing early in the season, but he looks really good. He does. For the yeah. Um, I, I did look at Dyson Daniels as well, uh, but I ultimately I went Andrew Nembhard, and my final one is Tari. Mm. Oh, you! Um, I, I think you've missed yeah. it. Yeah. No, Mark Williams hasn't played a meeting. Nah, our, our boy, our big man, Jalen Duran. 
Nah. I, I I don't know. He he just stopped playing late in the season. I don't, I don't know. Like no, he got he got injured for a little bit. I had him on my second team. Maybe maybe um yeah. Hang on. That's right. I, I I don't know. I I guess if I'm gonna put in Duran, I'd, I'd take off Nimbard. Um, I think Tari Eason deserved to be in there. I thought he played really well. Um, oh yeah, no, I I I was mistaken with Duran. I thought he was out of the rotation. No, no, no. He was. We decided to start Wiseman for a lot of those games at the end. There. Yeah, yeah. But Duran was a better player. Yeah, no. Duran, there was there was a run with Duran was uh, very good. It's it's out of him and Empard. I I probably yeah. I'll I'll put I'll put Duran in. But it's <laughs> yeah. out, it's out of him and him. Fair enough, man. Um, mine was real similar. I didn't have um. I had Nimhard in my second unit, and I had Sochan too. I had Jabari, Smith, and yeah, Duran and Kessler. So those are my second units. So basically the same guys again. Just I didn't have Tari Eason. I, I think he was close to... He's a guy I penciled in there, but I ultimately left him off with the second second team. Um, I think... Yeah, shout out Shaden Sharp too. He was right, but as, as you said, Adam, just a bit of a awesome ending to the season but yeah, yeah sort of non-existent at the start didn't, there. didn't play enough at the start mm. yeah twain your second team yeah i had um i had jalen duran you know there was a block period there before he stopped playing like i mentioned where it felt like every game i saw the box score was like you know 15 and 15 or yeah, 20 and 10. Doubles, yeah. yeah he's getting a lot of double doubles um really efficient 63 percent of his field goals um yeah just you know i think at some point you know, he ended up being better than Isaiah Stewart, so you know he should be your guy's starting centre going forward. Um, then I had, uh, yeah, carry on, bro. What were we gonna say? Oh, no, nah, no, nah, I just agree with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, power forward. Uh, had a, I had a Rockets power forward. I'm not Tari Eason, but Jamari, Jamari Smith, uh, just because I think you know you saw glimpses of the two way ability when he was when he's on. Um, needs to fix up that shot selection though. I think he ended up been like 40 percent or something by the back yeah. end of the year it was really Barely bad yeah for a, for a big that's pretty fucking you know it's pretty trash but i think i thought you still had a pretty productive season um Jaden ivy i already touched on that um andrew nemhart you know filled in quite nicely when halliburton couldn't play um very un, you know very surprising given you know i didn't really know much about him and you know he had a clutch couple of moment clutch moments yep um and then lastly, I had Jeremy. You know, he was a bit of a Mr. Fix-It at times with the Spurs, which, you know, there's a lot to fix, <laughs> given their, <laughs> their roster. But, um, yeah, I thought that he showed glimpses of, you know, again, having that two-way ability that you sort of want out of a Spurs type of player. So, um, yeah, no, I thought I sort of was thinking the second team. But shout-out, I Tari Eason. Like, if there was a sixth spot, he would have taken it for me. Um, very, very good defender. Um, you know, strong, you know, quick off, of, you know, moving side to side. When I saw him, he, you know, played the sixes one time and he gave Harden a bit of trouble, you know, with his deep long. He was quite long. So, um, yeah. No. The offense, offense is further along than all people said it would be. Mm, mm. Yeah, no. Nah. That's why I had to, that's why I wanted to get, is, um, I, I thought he was, he played a lot better than, um, people thought he would. People thought he was going to be raw, but like a good yeah. defender. 
but he came in and his, his offense is further along than people thought. Played all 82 games as well. Oh, nice. Not many would have done that. No. Uh, I'm just looking up. Keegan Murray, 80. Shaden Sharp, 80. Other than that, yeah. In the second round. No. Yeah, Nimhard, first pick of the second round in 75 games. Yeah, I think well, I think we all had the same eleven players. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just in, in a different order. Yeah. Different order. Yeah. Uh Santi Altama was in this draft, wasn't he? No, nah, he's, 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 he's just second, yeah. I was just yeah. trying to remember. Probably Mark Williams if he played more games. Might yeah, have shot if, if Mark Williams played more games, I would have uh, created a narrative so strong about him being in there. <laughs> There was another, also another guy I thought it was a bit unlucky just because of his situation, and I did like what he saw. What I saw of him was AJ Griffin. Um, yeah, just there was a lot of too. just uh, just a lot of wings on Atlanta, so he couldn't obviously get enough time to you know show what he did. But when he did play, especially the early part of the season, he did quite well. Mm. Um, I will just say about Mark Williams, there's a big reason why. We were the best defensive team in the second half, or best transition defense in, on the season. And I think we were the best defensive team for the second half of the season. Um, and that's when Mark Williams started getting rotational minutes. Um, there's clips of him shutting down both Tatum and Luka Doncic on the perimeter. Not an easy feat there. No. So I, I think, yeah, future, future depoy potential. Hmm. I actually think he had a really, yeah, and one share percentage he was second behind Walker Kessler, so mm. that says anything, especially when your team's losing a lot of the time. That's a good sign. Um, right, defensive teams. Aiden, you can kick it off, man. Don't need, I think we've talked about most guys in our defensive player of the year, but yeah, no, yeah. That's, no, your first uh, teams. How are these so- supposed to be made up to? What was it? Oh, so it's, it's made uh, up. Yeah, two guards, two forwards, and a set. Um, yeah, there's there's some weird positional uh, things too, which I'll I'll touch on soon. But you guys said it before, and it's actually what I had three bucks in the first team. I've got Drew, I've got Giannis, I've got Brooke. Uh, my other forward is Jaron Jackson, and the other guard I would have had OG Ananobi, but for some reason he's not eligible at guard despite playing. A lot of minutes at guard. Oh uh, fuck! Well, that fucks up my mind. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really <laughs> weird. But he he would be my first team guard. Um, but with him not being eligible, uh, I'm actually putting Shea in there. Oh, nice! Didn't see that one coming. Yeah. Um. So yeah, but the yeah the OG thing sort of. Um. So that's my top team. Uh. Yeah. So Drew Shea, Giannis, Jaron, Brook Lopez. Nice. Well, mine's very very close. Uh, but I went Mikael Bridges because he's, yeah. I think he's eligible at guard, isn't he? He is, yeah, 100%. Yeah, he was my other guard. So I drew in Bridges in the backcourt. Uh, Triple J, Giannis, and then Brook Lopez is my big. Mm. Yeah, Bridges is really, really good. Too bad yeah. for that. Hey, it, was, it was out of, um, yeah, him and, him and uh, I don't know. I just went Shay. I think Shay will get more votes just because his season's been so crazy. Yeah. Whereas Bridges, I think his offensive outburst that might take away the attention from his defense, which is very, very good. So that's sort of I was sort of thinking from a voting standpoint. Yeah. I know it's about time Drew gets a first like I don't actually think he's got many first team defensive 
He's he's got. How many has he got? I want. I want to say just one. Yeah. Maybe two. No, he, he needs more than one out. or two. I'm fine. Yeah, but it, it's definitely not enough. Uh, Twain, your defensive. Mm. Um. Seems. So I went the free bucks thing as well. Um, Giannis, obviously, and Lopez. I think if Lopez, he tailed off towards the back end of the year for the defensive player of the year. But you know that first thirty or so games, he was right in the mix for that, you know, award. Um, bit unlucky to get it. And then my two, yeah. So it was a bit hard because I had OG there as well. So like that's fucked up my, um, you know, sort of leaning my guard. Yeah. Sort of thing as well. It, it, so it makes no sense. Yeah. Um. Just he yeah. He like did play a lot of season of show. Yeah. Shooting guard. Yeah. Um. But you know what? Fuck it. You know, it's, I'm just gonna put him there just because, like, you yeah. know, that's a fucked up. Um. Yeah. That's how you know, we were. Yeah. yeah. That's. That's you know, how we were. Yeah. He should be in there. He should. Yeah. That's who I had, and and then obviously Jaron Jackson Jr., who I had as the mm-hmm. defensive player of the year. So that was my first team. Um. I had you see him too. In that case, I'm going to put OG back in my first team at guard as well because that's, <laughs> that's, that's what I'd, I'd originally done. Yeah. Um, so my second team is Shea, uh, Michael Bridges, uh, Jaden McDaniels, old punchy, uh, Jimmy Butler, and Ben. Mm. Nice. Mine, I'll go OG in my guards in my second unit because it's where I had him. I had uh, Evan Mobley. Is the forward along with I'd had Claxton, but was he? I had him as a forward. I think I think he's only center. I don't think he only played center. any forward. Yeah, yeah, he was just oh. a straight center. But I guess it yeah. depends who you're who center. Well, I had Bam. I had Bam. So Bam, Bam is forward eligible. So. Yeah, I was like, what one of them was forward eligible? Yeah, Bam, Bam is. So. And then I've gone. I think I think I fucked it up because I think this dude is in classes of guard too. But fuck it, it's our podcast. I've got the bo- my boy Dylan Brooks. <laughs> I think he's guard eligible. Yeah, uh, he's played quite a few. Games he started a lot of small forward though. I know he yeah, did. Yeah, yeah. If I couldn't get him, in, I would have gone Jimmy Butler. Mm. Um, I had uh, Bam at center. Uh, I went Evan Mobley at forward. Um, just because I, yeah, he had a lot of success this year. Just because. You know how adaptable he was on the defensive end. Um, I had Jaden McDaniels as well. Um, I saw something was it today or when he broke his hand that he had like a really good success rate against a lot of the top premier yeah. scorers yeah. or fou- uh, over a thousand yeah. field hey. goals or something like yeah. that. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. He was really, really good. Um, and then for my guards, yeah, probably is Jimmy Butler Allen. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So, I think oh, he started at small forward the whole year, but. Yeah, okay. I, yeah, I I think Just he's a also. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I have Jimmy Butler, and then um, bit of a smoky here. I had Alex Caruso as my other defensive guard. I penciled him down, right? Yeah, yeah, um, he, was, he was on my long list. Um, just because, yeah, I there's that sort of he wasn't there in the beginning of the year because of his injuries, shit. Mm. But then, especially when Pat Bev got there, their backcourt's been really solid defensively the last couple of months or so and he's been a big reason why mm. um just been massive you know look at all of his you know his league leaders and steals deflections charges draw all that sort of thing there mm. and um yeah i just 
yeah, I thought he would. Another one that I had sort of penciled in, and I don't think a lot of people had him in, was um, Dallin Wright from Washington. Like, I thought he was really good defensively this year as well. But, I haven't seen too much of him this yeah. year, but I, he, when he was playing for us, he's he, always he been was good. really good. Yeah. Good length. Just the, yeah. yeah, good length. Um, uh, he had this... He had a really, I think he was first in steal rate amongst players that players that played half the season. Um, yeah, he's, he reminds me a bit of like a NFL safety, just like you know navigating his way through a lot of traffic to get the you know to steal the ball and that sort of thing. So yeah, that's who I, he was on the short list for me. Nice. Um, so real quick, going back to Drew, he's made two first all defensive and two second. All right. So but he's 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 made a he team in the ball. last four years. But, uh, yeah, no, he, he definitely should have. Um, and I, I just want to show uh, Derek White on the mm. south there. Mm. Um, I had him penciled down, too. Um, I, I really think Brooks should make – I really think Dylan Brooks should make up the second unit, though. Cause if you look at the eye test on what he's done with, he, like, Steph Curry and stuff, man. Like, I know he's a fuckwit. I know he's, he's, he's But <laughs> the, and that's the reason he's not going to make it. I'm not saying he's not deserving. But he's not going to get votes because... Yeah. He, defensively, man, he's awesome. He gets in their head like... It's, yeah, well, you guys know. I've talked about Pat Beverly. Yeah. It's the same sort of shit. Like, that, that mind game thing. He he out mind game Draymond. Like. Mm. I've never seen someone universally hated at the same time like him. Though. <laughs> <laughs> like everyone just... Uh, universally. universally hated like him. Even Memphis fans don't want him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna fucking put my stake in the ground then. Fuck, maybe the Pistons can sign him this time. Nah, no thanks. <laughs> 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 uh, right, right, all NBA. Let's kick it off. I'll kick it off with my first team. That's what we're up to to wrap it up. First team. Oh, yes, now the rules around first team. Aiden. Uh, it's sure it's, it's, right. it's again. It's two guards, two forwards, and a. Okay, yeah, I've done it properly. I put Jokic over Embiid as I did in my MVP. Then I've got Giannis Tatum as my forwards, and I actually think this was pretty clear too in, in my backcourt. I went SGA and Luca. Ooh. Yeah. That's that's my first thing. That's uh that's mine as well. Um. Real quick, so next from next season on, all NBA is positionless. New CBA. Would would, what changes would you make? Embiid is on there. Who who are you dropping off? Luca. Interesting. I probably would have dropped off Shea, but yeah, I I, Embiid. Yeah, it's funny because when Luca's defense, Luca's defense has been fucking horrible. Yeah, and his constant bitching to the man just costs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'd have Embiid rather than mm. and look at how bad the fucking Mavs are going. They're fucking not that it's Luca's fault. Dumpster fire, dude. It's really dumpster fire. Floating down a river of shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so you got the same Aiden Twain. Yeah. yeah. Um. So Giannis Tatum, uh, Jokic. Um. I had Luca there just just because, and then Bardagard. Steph Curry just thought he had a really, really. Un- I know he got injured a few times this year, but just thought that he had a really, really underrated season given how fucked up things were 
for them in the beginning, especially in the beginning part of the year. Like they were losing quite quite often, and he was sort of carrying the load. Um, and yeah, just yeah, just a quite a very very quiet efficient season by him once again. Even though you know he is quite efficient, but yeah, just had him in the mix over SGA just by a little bit. Totally agree with what you said, mm. but I made a hard stance, and you'll find out in my second and third teams. Mm-hmm. Dudes, they played under 60 games, I left off. You left off. Fair enough. Fair, yeah. Absolutely fair. Even though he still is a top five player in the NBA, in mm. my opinion. Like, if, you know, if you want Steph, I'd still pick Steph over SGA mm-hmm. like, to win a game or whatever. But, yeah, I just said, nah, fuck them. Fuck them this year. Mm. And I, I know he isn't, like, he's not one of the bad culprits for it. But I was just like, nah, I'm leaving anyone off who's played under 60. Mm. I was like, you got to play, like, they're bringing the 65 rule. But if, yeah, if you're under 60, you're under, you're not playing three quarters of the games. So 56 mm. or 82 is, I think it's bang on two thirds. So you're missing one out every three. So, yeah, to me, I just don't think you can deserve to, to get on, even no matter how good you are. Mm. And that's why you'll find out I don't have guys like LeBron either. And so, yeah. So I might as well say, Mozzie, oh, no, Aiden will keep him. You went first, day, so you were... No, did uh, I go? You went first and last You one. went first. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, I'll do my second team. I went Embiid, obviously, as my centre on the second team. Um, this is where it's going to get interesting because I've missed out all of these dudes that did not play enough games. So my forwards are Jalen Brown and Jimmy Butler, mm. and my guards are Darren Fox and Donovan Mitchell. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, who else will I ruled out for the games? Uh, AD, I ruled out. Um, oh, it's quite a few. There's so many guys that have missed games um, this season. It's it's crazy. There's definitely more that I've left off because, because of the game thing. Mm. Um, you guys might have them listed. Yeah, I've, I've got a pretty um, – I'm not as tough on that as you are just because of the fact that, like, it feels like everyone's – Missed a lot of games. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, wasn't... I yeah, I think I just did that this season. I was just a bit pissed off with it, <laughs> so yeah, I was just, just like, just nah, over I'm it. I'm gonna be harsh yeah. with it. I'm gonna be harsh on it this season, and knowing that the 65 things coming in this year too. So, mm. cool. No, all good. Um, I could do mine. So my guards, I had Dame and Shea. Yeah, Dame. My two guys. Yeah, that I left yeah. off. Yeah. Um. One of my forwards, Jimmy Butler. Um, very, very good season. Um, another forward might cause a bit of controversy, but I spoke very highly of him in the earlier part of our pod. I had Kawhi Leonard on the second team. Yeah, um, I think he missed out on the guy quite yeah, too. Yeah, for your criteria. Yeah. yeah. I just thought, you know, given the injury, um, and like he almost did a 50 40 90 this year. Like that's yeah. insane. Mm. It's coming really off, good, yeah. yeah, coming off a Half real fucked game. up injury, injury like that, um, and yeah, so I thought you know give him some love, and then obviously Embiid as my second center as well. Yeah. Um, just quickly too, just on the game thing, like I've got Jalen Brown here on the second team, but a guy that like wore a mask, wanted to play every game, and had a damn good season. I just yeah respected that, so I'll just put mm. that in there too. Yeah. Fair, fair, fair. Not to go against your team, really, but just to sort of validate mine. Mm-hmm. Um, Aiden? Yeah, I, I kind of have a thought process to you, Carl, but not 
quite as, as harsh. Strict. I, yeah, I know so I've, harsh. yeah, but I've got I've got Mitchell and Fox as my second team guards as well. Um, and beats my centre, obviously. Uh, my two forwards are Julius Randle and Pascal Siakam. Hmm. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Why I say that is they're my third team forwards. Yeah. <laughs> Siakam and Randle. Yes. Um, oh, yeah. So my, I think this one's obvious, the third best centre in the league, so bonus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Siakam and Randle is my second team forwards. And because of my harsh criteria, <laughs> a second nick makes my third unit, Jalen Brunson. Oh, wow. He's had a great, great season, I think. Needs a bit of recognition, too. Um, didn't, I, I was a guy that said, no, he got overpaid. I, I put my hand up, and he proved me wrong. He's He's been really good. Um, and my other guard is Jar Morant. He didn't miss as many games as all these other guys, even though he um, sat quite a few out. But, yeah, Memphis, second-best record in the West. Still had a really good impact, but obviously the negativity around, um, you know, the Insta video and stuff like that. So, But other than that, like, everything's really good. I think his number's all up on last year where he made the All-NBA team too. Mm. I'm pretty sure I'll just double-check on that, but I think all his numbers are up. Um, across the board, which wasn't really talked about. Like, people sort of said that he had a... Yeah, so he played 61. <laughs> so he just, just made... Just snuck in for you. Uh, yeah, just points were down by one point. But I think most other stuff was up. Oh, his efficiency was down a tiny bit. Yeah, but I think he was, he was still had a really good season. So, yeah. I'm probably the only guy maybe to have those two dudes on my all NBA team, but yeah, that's it. <laughs> cool. Um, I had for my guards the two guards that you guys had in your second team. So I had De'Aaron Fox and Donovan Mitchell for obvious reasons. Um, Ford, I went Pascal Siakam. I was really, really close in picking Laurie Markinen here. Yeah, um, same actually. Yeah, I was yeah. pretty close in, you know, chucking him in there, but um, I just couldn't do it. I actually, for my other Ford, and again, being not as strict on, you know, the games thing as you guys are, um, I went with Kevin Durant. Um, he had a shooting split of 56, oh, yeah. 38, and 93. Like, I didn't even think anyone's done a 55, 40, 90 season ever. So, like, he was that close to getting that um, real efficient. Like, you know, I know the trade and the injury shit, but. You know, he was really, really efficient when he played. And then on my centre, I finished with Sabonis just because I just couldn't get there with AD. <laughs> I know that I've been a bit lax with the other guys, but I don't know. It just felt like AD was, just wasn't there. And I think Sabonis's impact was a bit more meaningful than AD's for the Kings. Yeah. Triple J also I noted down too. Mm. Marketing. Yeah. It was close. Because I think his offense got a lot better too. Yeah. Aiden, to wrap it up. Uh, so my guards were... Where my guards? Oh, shit. Um, no, no one played enough. Yes. Oh, John Morant. And uh, this is where I went Steph Curry. Um, it was out of him and Dame. Uh, Dame actually played games and averaged more points. But I just think Steph... Like Port- Portland was so fucking horrible. 
and I don't like bringing like it's an individual thing, but when it's a tiebreaker, I bring in the team, I guess. Um, so I went Steph over Dane. Um, my forwards are Jalen Brown and Laurie Markinen, mm. and my centre is Demanta Sabonis. Yeah, had to be Sabonis. Hey? I think he was a clear cut third best centre. Yeah, his I passing think, this yeah. year is just yeah. Nice. There we go. Big pod. Back into it. Playoffs just around the corner. We've gone a little bit over those matchups. Um, so yeah, fun, fun, fun matchups. Kings Warriors. I'm fucking that one. That's going to be mm. good. Also Memphis, wherever they play, there should be a bit of a bit of a fight there. If it's Wolves or Lakers. Um, yeah, looking forward to those playoffs, man. There's plenty of teams that. A lot of people just saying it's Bucks or Celtics, and that's it. I just I disagree. I really disagree. I, I think it's any one of those three. Like it doesn't. Like I could honestly see any one of those three. Like they, they all three match up with each other quite well. Yeah. yeah you know, I like, and I wouldn't be surprised if any of them three got there. Um, and I think yeah. we, I think we're under. I, I know the West hasn't been as good as the East, but Phoenix like get, get their, their shit together. Yeah. If, Clippers if they are healthy. Yeah. You know, Nuggets, Phoenix, Golden State, Clippers, yeah. Golden State. Like, I think, well, I know we're not, but I, I think some of the more well known sort of media NBA dudes are sort of underestimating the West here. Um, don't count out, you know, playoff LeBron as well. You know, he might decide. Could happen, man. Yeah, go for a bit of a run, you know, sort of thing. So, AD yeah. playing well. Mm. They got those seems that got the right pieces. pieces. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, no, man, looking forward to these playoffs. Um, you boys have got wrestling coming up. Yeah, That's WrestleMania, week. is it? WrestleMania. Yep. Review. Yep. Review. Talk about the, you know, what happened and the subsequent sale of WWE um, to the, their new owners and working alongside the UFC now. And probably going to just touch on, you know, just the state of wrestling in 2023. It's a bit of a bit of a vortex at the moment you know lots of things going on and you know trying to figure out you know how it's going to all blend in i guess nice yeah so yeah plenty coming up as per normal so cheers boys for coming on once again over and out sweet peace later boys